Welcome to the Truckers Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. All right, man. Episode 44. Yep. All right, I was making sure I could count. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, definitely going to be an interesting podcast, and we got a special guest, Freddie. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, man. Good old Freddie. Freddie Starsky. Yes. That's right. He is. Uh, he's exactly like Keith, except not black. I suppose. <laughs> definitely going to be a pretty interesting podcast. Uh, so let's just start off with uh, asking que- uh, Freddie a few questions. Uh, Freddie, uh, so what are you into these days, man? Um, I'm just uh, working on basically film-related things, uh, music videos mostly. Um, I'm still doing a lot of writing, and <clears throat> for the people out there wondering what's going on with Off the Clock, it's, it hasn't died. I'm still tweaking stuff out so it's just off the clock right now it's off exactly that's what i, tr- that's what I try to tell people is off the clock right now yeah but, well you got to explain what off the clock is first exactly well, i mean off the clock is a is a film that i wrote that we actually shot a pilot for about a year ago almost a year ago it was in Man, may that's a long time yeah and keith was there helping me out with that um yeah. but yeah uh just a lot of stuff happened that we couldn't meet up to reshoot a couple of scenes so now mm-hmm. i'm trying to figure out what I want to do with the project, but I mean, the full script is still there, ready to ready to pitch. I'm just working on a trailer right now for it, so Good deal. that's where I'm at with that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Like I said, like I said, Black Heat. Uh, Non-Black Heat. Non-black. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, that's awesome. So uh, it, it's really cool to find people that do the same thing as you, and I'm not referencing myself. Um, mm-hmm. There's not a lot of people that are, you know, doing film and editing and writing and all those things and photography, um, it, which is kind of rare, you know, um, me and Freddie used to work. Let me get a little bit of background. I used to work with Freddie almost four years ago, probably over four years ago, actually. About yeah. And um, uh, me and Freddie used to have a lot of conversations at work, and he was one of the only guys I could have these deep like conversations with, like about life and all kind of shit. Pretty much ninety percent of the people we worked with were really dumb, so I think that's what made us really connect. <laughs> but. <laughs> Man. You're right, 90%. That's true. There's <laughs> yeah. only a few people in there, so. Yeah. The, Freddie was the only, like, one of the only, like, forward-thinking people. And, like, he had the, the vision and the foresight to, you know, leave that job we were at back then yeah. and go to film school. So I was really proud of him when he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after, I, I wonder, you left before I did, right? Yeah. You did. I, I think I left right after, like, that whole place got, like, shut down. No shit. Right before, I think after like a few months after, people were telling me like, "Hey, it shut it down. Like, they're it's turning into Apple or something like that." I'm yeah, like, "What? That's crazy. What's going on? Like, what's, what's going to happen to you guys?" I left right after you, though. It was really it was like right after you because mm-hmm. and then because uh, I I've been there I've been dr- truck driving for like almost four years. Yeah, that's I think crazy. it was about this, like within a month probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy how people get trapped in those kind of jobs. Yeah. Every day, fuck that. that like the time, terrible. the time flies too. Like you'll be talking to somebody, like, yeah, I've been here five years. I've been here six years. You'll be like, damn, that's crazy. Like, man, you working there? You'd be better off prostituting yourself. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some I mean, out there can probably pull that off. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> shit, flipping burgers, sucking dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, but no, man. Um, uh, it's really cool uh, to see what Freddie's doing now. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
Where can they find your work? I mean, exactly. a, a lot of it is under wraps too. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. what, what's out there that I have out there is is what I put out. There's a lot of stuff that I just have that haven't even seen the light. Mm-hmm. Probably never will. Or I mean, it's just stuff that I that that I work on secretly. Like I'm I'm working on a I'm working on something for myself that nobody really knows about. But I think two or three people that I talk to about it know. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I'm like working towards. Yeah. Um, after some stuff that I went through, it's kind of like I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out and see what happens with it, and I'll go from there. But mm-hmm. it's it's gonna surprise a lot of people. Is all, that's all I'm gonna say because nobody would have known that I would do something like this. Because if, if you guys know, I'm always not on the getting uh, trying to get attention type of thing. I'm always yeah. like, low key. I don't, yeah. I don't post pictures of myself. So this that's all i'm gonna say about that like once you see what i'm gonna put out it was like damn like i never thought freddie would do something like this Mm -hmm. so that's cool man yeah that's kind of what i'm working on now i've just got to get the right pieces together to put it out so yeah just put the content out man as long Mm -hmm. as you once you put it out then that's when we'll get it and i'm cool with that some people make this this big fucking display like hey everybody just look out for this february 27th man and mm-hmm. it's like dude you don't have a drake type following you're just a fucking guy so just put mm-hmm. the content out if the content's good people are gonna like it you yeah. know just put it out so that's the best way to do it mm-hmm. like, absolutely you know i think i made the mistake with off the clock mm-hmm. that 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 same thing that you that just said out, uh, yeah i think i was rolling i was pushing so hard with that mm-hmm. and it like everybody involved with it knows i did and now mm-hmm. it's like biting me in the ass basically because it's like where is it where is it where is it and yeah. i just finding ways to explain to people like it's it's there but it's not there yet but it's mm, not what it. it's not what i want it to be so i'm not gonna put something out if i if it's not what i want it to be exactly so but the unfortunate thing about it is is you gotta understand that people are very fickle and they tune people out really quickly because most people have had the same formula they're like, hey, y'all, check it out. This is going to come out this day. Da, 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 da. And either two things happen. One, it's not that great of a product. Or two, they keep setting it back. So when you just put shit out, they're like, oh, shit. I didn't know Freddie was going to. Or, oh, shit. I didn't know Keith was going to. Or, oh, they put, dropped the podcast this. Like, mm-hmm. just put it out into the world. Right. If you put it out into the universe, people are going to catch it. Even if it ain't immediate, it will get picked up. Mm-hmm. So it's it's unfortunate. I think that you had... When you put it out there, I think that your intentions were good and you were putting in the work. It's just that it didn't happen how it was supposed to happen. Right. So now you're put now you went back and tweaked some stuff, but the average person is not gonna comprehend that. Mm-hmm. They were like, Where's it at? Yeah, I got Where, you. Where's it at? Yeah. I don't think most people don't understand how how many moving parts it takes for that kind of production. Exactly. So, you know, you're you directed it and, you know, you wrote it and everything, but there's, you know, actors and there's all kind of people on set and then you already graduated, so like a lot of stuff is, you know. Different. Yeah, exactly. I think I think my biggest thing right now is it happened on the per, uh, but the biggest mistake or or I guess the biggest roadblock with Off the Clock was we made a mistake on the days we were shooting yeah. that I didn't know about until I finally got the footage. Yeah. For instance, I uh, um just to kind of let people know, Go ahead. Uh, we shot the whole thing in 4K when I never wanted it to be in 4K because I knew it wasn't going to be seen in 4K where we were pushing it to. Um, because Wait, say it, that again. I'm sorry. Like we shot the whole thing in 4K, uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
um, which wasn't supposed to be that way. Oh. Like, I, like we wanted to, we wanted to get this thing on Netflix, and obviously it has to be in 4K to put it to Netflix. But I was planning on reshooting the whole thing yeah. when we have a budget for it, um, and that would have been put on Netflix. Not what we shot. Like what we yeah. shot was never going to see Netflix because I didn't want it in 4K. It was more to, like an attention grabber. Got yeah. it. It was shot in 4K, and I don't have like the computer and the uh, and everything all that to be yeah. editing in 4K. So yeah. that's my biggest. Yeah. Like obstacle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So damn. If it was in HD, I'd be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But again, there's some scenes that we had to reshoot anyways. Scheduling problem. I mean, there's just a lot of that goes into it. So now I'm just working on how can I push with what I have yeah. and see what attention it can get. So yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, shit, man. All you could do is just all you could do is just keep working. Um, mm-hmm. And if you got to put out what you got, put it out. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think quality does matter, you know, because mm-hmm. it's hard to listen to music with bad quality. It's hard to listen to a podcast. I've heard some podcasts that sound like they was rumbling in some fucking trash. I don't no, know. No was- question. No question. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard podcasts that are all like that, too. I've heard you guys' podcast before even coming on. That's why I was interested in coming, yeah. coming on because it's like you guys are putting out dope stuff. So Got it. Thanks, so man. Yeah. So, I mean, it speaks volumes about you, too. You want to make sure the product is up to up to snub prior yeah. to putting it out. Yeah. Right. You know, because right. some people would be like, yo, I shot this from my iPhone, like, you know, but it's dope. Like, <laughs> what? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I, that's how it is kind of with a lot of, like, just peers that, that do the same thing that I do. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, they're dishing stuff out, but, I mean, is the quality really there? <laughs> they're more about uh, quantity over quality. I'm more of yeah. quality over quantity. There you go. Like same thing with like Keith. I saw his short film. I mean, I know, I know he put that film out because it was probably mm-hmm. what he wanted to put out. If it wasn't what he wanted to put out, we would never have seen that. Mm-hmm. True. So, and it was a good film. Appreciate but, it. Definitely, man. I think that uh, yeah, it's true. I think um, once you once you study something, and then, and then, I'm not talking about school. I'm just talking about studying like just techniques or whatever. Um, you can there's a there's a difference you can see like there's you know there's a lot of filmmakers that are extremely famous that haven't been to you know film school at all like the Quentin Tarantinos but they've they're educated in the field so hmm. once you see like people putting out stuff and they're just doing it because they something looks cool or you know they have some sort of passion for it um, and you know they know how to do it but like from our eyes you can see the you know the faults in what they're doing or the bad the you know the bad techniques or whatever in what they're doing right right yeah. i think it's just a lot of it now is it's like it's cool to be creative yeah yeah you know not to like knock anybody like knock anybody but it's you you don't just become creative yeah i, I think you you just are creative and a lot of people just think it's cool to be creative so i mean and then I see it where like a lot of and then that it's always I feel like it's always the people that have like like the more the most friends and the biggest following and like their stuff is like cool but it's like mm-hmm. you can see that is that they're probably just stay where they're at yeah yeah exactly um, yeah. so it, and also they tend to be not as self aware because mm-hmm. most people when they when they put shit out and it's okay and they got a big following oh my god that was so good but people are gonna say that how many of your friends are gonna tell you like hey you could have did better Right, you know, or do you need to? You should tweak this, or you should think about this. 
So people with these huge followings tend to like have these platforms and put out crap. I've seen it all over Instagram. Mm. It'll be a rap video, and it's like, bruh, like, no. You know? <laughs> you know no, I get you, man. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck, man? Just emphasize more on the quality. or Basically, do your thing, and as long as you're putting out good content, it's going to rise to the top. It's going to be better than somebody, say they got 10,000 followers, mm. and you only got, you know, 900 followers, but your content is way better than theirs then what they're doing does not matter. Because like you said, it's going to stay exactly where it's at. Right. I, I just don't want to be temporary. Gotcha. And a yeah. lot of, I feel like a lot of people that are in the field that me and Keith are doing it for basically the clout. Yeah. And yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe they'll get somewhere with it, but chances are they probably won't. No. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I don't know. I, yeah. I personally feel like I what I'm doing is is because... I'm passionate about it, not as there not you because go. I don't want to be cool. That's the word I was yeah. looking yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah, when you're passionate about something, you're going to elevate it. You're going to make changes. You're going to get better at it. Mm-hmm. You're going to put out more content. I think me and Keith have had many conversations about how we could take the podcast to the next level um, because you don't want to keep shit the same. You know, you kind of you want to keep it the same, but you still want to put some tweaks to it. Right. You want to implement different things just to continue to grab people yeah. and to make your content the best you could be. Because if you say, oh, this is cool, let's stay with this, then you don't want to be successful. Yeah, yeah you, know? I mean, you can't be complacent. Nah. Yeah, so. yeah. You know? I think one thing, too, is um, you can tell a person's true passion by how long they have done something for free. Right. So, like, for, for instance, like people that are, I guess, competing with you in, like, the music video space, a lot of them get on by um, having a good camera, and then they have these packages already. You know what I mean? So, upon buying their first ca- camera with their income taxes, they uh, <laughs> bro, <laughs> they start putting up packages like you know I'll do this for this for this. Right. And, you know what I mean? And they never have done the you know the the internship or whatever it is yeah. to do the free uh, things. So, you know that's like even with the podcast, like we've been doing it. We haven't got paid yet from anything, and we're just nope. we're constantly doing it. So know. you know we're like really passionate True. about it. Yeah, but now wait till y'all get sponsors, man. Yeah, Bruh. y'all get a commercial on here at some point. And it's it's crazy, like you know, I'm passionate about sex, but I haven't been paid. <laughs> Bro, I mean, you were talking about prostitution earlier, so I think I know where Eddie's trying to go. You he gonna, said, "Fuck truck driving." <laughs> you gonna pay for this dick? God damn. What if there's some girls on Union paying for ads on the Truckers My Podcast? Oh, <laughs> man. Be, we, why do you got to have hookers for the podcast? Hey, man. We can't have some out nice, the money. Hey, man. That's pimping right there. That's wild. That's wild. <laughs> and our guest on the next Trucker My Podcast, Cinnamon. <laughs> Cinnamon is a stripper. Yo, well, shit. Cinnamon could sell pussy on the street too. The, the, no, no. <laughs> the whores, I don't, I don't think they ever. I don't think they get names. They just kind of, you know. Oh man, man, this went, this went so left when I. Yeah. All right, man. Let's just go ahead and get into some, uh, some not so much current events, the things we've seen. Mm. All right, having blind faith in your kids. To all you guys out there, ladies and gentlemen, who have kids. I think that, you know, you try your best to be a good parent, but you also need to understand when your kids are fucking up. And a lot of you don't. You don't have any real 
Like, you're not very aware of when your children are just being assholes and doing fuck shit, and you just let it go on. Mm-hmm. There's been times where a little kid will come up and punch me in the leg and run off, and the mom's right there, and she doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I wish I had a son, because he would slap your kid right in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. You, cannot, you cannot allow your children to get away with doing things, and you have this, this faith in your kid that they're always going to do the right thing. Even in school, when there's, I've seen kids curse teachers out, and then they have a parent-teacher conference, and they're like, uh, "My son didn't do anything." I'm like, yes, he did. Yeah, he's being a dick. Your kids is bad, man. I think there's, a, like there's a viral video out like not too long ago. I don't know, if, like some teacher got arrested for beating up a student. Oh, but if bla- you the watch the guy? video, yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah. If you watch the video, like who wouldn't? Throw hands at this kid, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. But the, on, he didn't man. handle it right, though, man. He didn't. He didn't. But <laughs> he didn't. But again, the kid didn't do nothing wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. The kid was being a dick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how, that's how it is. I think um, one thing happened at work where there's um, there's this little girl. She's she has like this, you know, this cute little innocent face and innocent vibe about her, but everyone. And the program knows she's she has a little you know she has an angel on one shoulder and a devil on the other shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) Do it, yeah. And she got into an altercation with this other girl, and the other girl, um, the other girl basically you know she was doing something, and the other girl do something. They kind of went back and forth, back and forth, and then the girl, the girl, the one girl finally took it to like the ultimate level and retaliated and basically hit her in the face, and. that was like the end of the altercation. So, you know, she gets picked up. Her mom, her mom is irate. Her mom only sees like the marks on her face. She doesn't really ask any questions. But, you know, all this stuff happens. She wants to press charges and everything is going crazy. And then come to find out, like I heard the story from the other girl and it was like, oh, OK, you know, I can see how, you know, you guys got into an altercation. I'm not blaming you or I'm not blaming her. You guys both are, you know, should be in trouble. But I'm not, you know, no one is more at fault than the other one. But the other girl's mom is like literally calling the police. The police show up. They're interviewing these kids like they're like you know about to do life in prison or something Fucking like that. It's like God. these girls are in seventh grade. Like why seventh sixth grade? Like why is this? Why is it even that serious? But like the girl when the girl was telling the story to like you know my supervisors and stuff, she was stuttering. She was forgetting parts of the story. <laughs> Like, oh, I don't exactly remember what happened if she hit me or I hit her first. Or I'm like, yo, like, <laughs> you got the police coming and you can't, can't remember the story. Yeah. And then the mom is just sitting there like, you know, at that point, she, you know, she can't do much about, you know, what's going on. The police have been called already. That's, but that's fucking pathetic. Yeah, it's just blind faith in your kid. If you, you know, you just see your kid. And call the police, you know what I mean? You don't even ask the questions or assess the situations. Or even, you know you know your daughter better than anyone else at this school. You know she's a liar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She lied She lied to me 20 times a day. <laughs> so I know she'd be lying to you all day, every day. You're wasting our fucking tax dollars calling yeah. the police for nothing. Yeah, uh, they could be eating donuts or something. Yeah, <laughs> getting fucking jelly donut juice all over the uniform. I, I, I was I was fucking with these cops one day. I was over at a, a Panda Express, and uh, I said it was like four cops, and they and the teriyaki chicken was gone, and they had to like bring a new batch. I was like, man, 
Y'all ate all the teriyaki chicken, man. I'm calling the real police. <laughs> and the dude turned around. He was laughing. I was like, man, how you supposed to fight crime eating all that sodium, man? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, you're funny. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Surprised they didn't beat you up or something, bro. Nah, right. not, not in Panda. <laughs> I was safe in Panda. <laughs> they can't get me next to the orange chicken. <laughs> Let's go elaborate, man. Shoot. I mean... <clears throat> I, I I mean I kind of want to like uh, say the the opposite of that kind of um I'm gonna take an example from like my family I guess mm-hmm. as far as like blind faith goes like we both I think me and my siblings would always like get in trouble for stuff that be pointless like mm-hmm. like even now as grown ups like for instance we had a t- um I had to go do something I left my house and my sister stayed in my bedroom. Mm-hmm. It was like one in the morning. She was playing a game on my PlayStation, right? <laughs> my dad, he wakes up like at two in the morning, okay, to go to work. It was like a Sunday night into Monday. Yeah. And he like knocks because he sees my sister's door open and my sister's not in there. So he's like, where's my, where's she at, right? Mm-hmm. So he knocks on my sister, on my, on my room and my sister opens it. And he's like, what are you doing? Why aren't you asleep? Why aren't you in your room? Like, why... And my dad, uh, my sister was explaining to me, like, dude, I looked at my dad and was like, you're really tripping on me at two in the morning for being in the house (laughs) playing a video game where I could be out drinking and doing drugs and shit. So it's like, wow, come on now. Like, why are you (laughs) why are you having this conversation with me right now? And it was and when I look back at it, like. Growing up, it was the same. It was yeah. mm-hmm. like, why are you coming late, uh, coming home late? Mm-hmm. But I'm home. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not in jail. <laughs> like, no, it's like, yeah. like you, at, at times, it's kind of like parents have to have the faith that we're going to do the right thing. Yeah. But that goes back to what you guys were saying. Like, blind faith can go both ways because they can, you can, we can be fucking up. Yeah. And then the parents were like, oh, no, they're cool. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. is your son in jail? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I think it also. Um, other fa- like other other families judge like your family, mm-hmm. but it's like oh they're like for instance um like there's uh, family friends that be like tripping off my parents like how how like my and my sister's lifestyles are and shit and then but when me and my sisters have this talk it's like but what is what are, what are their kids doing like right. one kid is fucking up and but they don't they don't they're just worried about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like just because you know you've known us for a long time or whatever, mm-hmm. like yeah. come on now, go mm-hmm. look at go look at your problems, right? Before you speak on like another. I don't household. really understand like your lifestyle. Like, what are you doing so outlandish? Like, I don't get it. Me? Yeah, literally yeah, nothing, life, bro. Man. Literally, <laughs> nothing, like, literally nothing. Like, you, it's gotten to the point where like, like if I get asked like what what where are you going or what are you, doing? I'm just like I'm just going like to to Winko. It could be I could be going to Winko at one in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they, and I get tripped off of like, yeah. wow, are you like fucking Batman or something? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, damn, if I had his money, man. <laughs> Freddie do wear a lot of black, too. So. Yeah. Here we go. Here are we you go. like a fucking ninja or something? <laughs> I mean, I'm, like, I'm mad. Like, I don't know if we about to take a picture at the end. my sunglasses. I'm about to be on camera with no damn sunglasses. On. <laughs> no, but it's... I. Me and my sisters like relate to the point where it was like my, our parents like trip off of her like, for no reason. When like, we could be such bad kids like yeah. even growing up like we could have been the worst freaking kids and yeah they got it good man <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so Love yeah it. that's what that's what we said like yeah we we have our problems and all that but like we're not that bad 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be funny. Like one day, your dad somehow he's talking to somebody. Let's say he's complaining about something, and then the person's like, "Oh, wow, this doesn't sound bad. My son does meth." <laughs> yeah, that's that's what my dad would be looking like. That. My son could have been doing meth. Yeah, he's right. Maybe my, <laughs> maybe my, my dad, my kid ain't that bad. Yeah, he yeah, needs right? to hear that. Yeah. Huh? yeah, that's crazy. All right, uh, another thing: checking your ego. Huh. Me and Keith talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. About how sometimes you got to check your ego. Uh, there'll be some times where you may feel that you're great at something or this and that and the third. There's nothing wrong with being humble. Uh, it's, it's it's going to keep your ego in check, especially when you're dealing with people in a professional setting. You mm-hmm. know, you got to understand that um, the best way to communicate to people is to try to be on the same the same level, and at the same time, if they feel you're superior in any way. They're going to see that throughout your work or yeah. what you're doing. You don't got to be this motherfucker that's like, I did this. This is my resume. And this is what I do. And listen to me. Like, no, mm-hmm. that's a horrible leader. The best leader can do a job better than you and show you from example. But go ahead and uh, elaborate more on that, Keith. Yeah. Um, I can't say directly how this topic came about just because um you know you never know where these things go in the future but essentially like <laughs> they go they go find y'all in soundcloud <laughs> episode 44 they talked all this shit <laughs> i'm just saying i don't want to burn over ridges he may offer me a job in the future but um you know there's there's situations especially artistically you you know competitive competitively this you know this ego or whatever it I, I mean, we have Adrian Broner, so I can't even say that. But like, <laughs> it, it 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 this happens less competitively. Like competitively, you need like a a different psychology to you know compete. But like artistically, um, you're you shouldn't really have this this sort of ego, especially when you're working in um, a collaborative setting. So you know, for instance, like, um, imagine like if everyone's working on an album. And, you know, you have, uh, you know, you have, you know, the rapper sitting here and then you have like five producers that come in the room and they're all working on beats. And then the one producer comes in, he's like, you know, um, I've produced on five different albums. I went to, you know, uh, I went to school for, for music and I've done it for this many years. And, you know, I'd like to think I know what I'm talking about or I like to think I know what I'm doing when it comes to making music. All that fast forward, and then he becomes like you know like the executive producer of the album, or you know all the all the beats are like sifted through him, like he has to okay everything um in order to make the album and then you know he goes away for you know three weeks or so he's working on beats and everything, and then he finally sends the beats back to the artist, and then everyone is like underwhelmed. It's like, oh, these beats are cool, but you know. It ain't nothing I ever heard before. Like, you know, this is just some regular fruit, you know, this yeah. is some regular, regular fruity loop beats. It ain't yeah. nothing. You know, it ain't nothing <laughs> the crazy. Same, the same motherfucker telling you about his resume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you putting so, out this mediocre fucking word. Exactly. Like, so you done, you done hyped yourself up so crazy. Yeah. And then when we, when we see the art or when we hear the heart, the art is not that great. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's just part of it. It's like when it comes to this artistic stuff, you have to you know, you have to just let the work speak for itself. Exactly. You can't go in leading with any sort of accolades because it's all subjective. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> what you may think is great when you're putting together the beats or writing a script or, 
you know, singing the song or whatever, the next person hearing it may think it's the worst right. thing they have ever heard or yeah. the worst thing they have ever read. So I mean, like, look, you may <clears> think you're great in bed, but how many women are actually having orgasms? Yeah. Why are you always talking about <laughs> sex, bro? <laughs> I'm fucking around. I think man. that's later. <laughs> I, think talking about, I think we're gonna be talking about relationships later. Boy, um, it was a good analogy, though, right? Got sex on the brain. Yeah, or I could have said, like, you know, you offer me and Keith can leave. <laughs> you can address the podcast alone, you know, oh, with a candle man. lit. Uh, <laughs> Oh dang! I could have used a better analogy. Go, go ahead and <laughs> yeah, that's wild, man. <laughs> no, I think Heath is right. Like, you can have all these accolades and all of that. You could have been where you could have worked with with Drake. You could have worked with The Weeknd. You could have worked with Jay Z. But <clears throat> all these other producers are gonna be in awe. But then when they put out, you put out the work and it's mediocre. They're gonna be like, wait. They start questioning you, mm-hmm. they, like. You have all these accolades, but did you really like earn them? Did you really? Did people mm-hmm. really think it was cool, or, mm-hmm. or, or what's going on? Yeah. Then you just have to like check your ego at the door every time. Yeah. Um, you could think you're you're the best, but it's like you're gonna prove to other people that you're the best by what you do. Yeah. Not by what you say. So. Yeah. yeah. Especially leading with education or your you know your your educational background in an artistic field that doesn't mean much you know what i mean right no like in this situation the guy he led with his education like you know i went to school for this i have the master's in this i teach at this school and you know when it came down to the you know the real art it was like i don't see it you know what i mean right. like i've seen people that you know dropped out of film school or whatever or you know first or second year in film school and they have done better things than this so right yeah yeah it's like don't promise me filet mignon and you give me a fucking mcdouble yeah no i feel you man (laughs) for real like i like keith he has his film degree i have mine but i don't i don't i still have to have the work to back that Mm -hmm. up because then what Mm -hmm. was it for Mm -hmm. yeah it's all about resumes man it's all about resumes all right moving on um I mentioned this a couple of days ago on Instagram, saying like it doesn't cost you any money to show somebody love. When you see people out here doing shit, like you, whether it's podcasting or film or uh, music or whatever it is, if you look at what they do and you actually believe in it, it's not going to take you any fucking energy to share it or maybe... Uh, it's all about brand awareness, like showing somebody, hey, hey, so-and-so is doing this, Keith is doing this, or Freddie's doing this, or Eddie's doing this, or have you heard this podcast? Or It don't cost you nothing to show somebody love. If people be on the internet all fucking day sharing memes, and there's people out there trying to like really like manifest this dream of running a successful business, or they have a, a meal prepping company, or whatever they have, but yet... You could share a million memes that offer nothing, but you can't share a fucking post. I'm not I'm not saying people need to beg for it, like, mm-hmm. oh, share my stuff. But would it really hurt? Mm-hmm. Like, would it really hurt you to do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we just got to start telling people we're trying to be the next meme. Yeah. Maybe we're going to start sharing right. our shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like if we're the next, even, we're the next, the next meme. Maybe people will start. Yeah, you know? but even that, you know, it doesn't. You know, I have people that I know that do like you know little funny videos on Instagram and stuff like that, and they still don't even get shares. You know what I mean? And Crazy. their stuff is comparable yeah. to 
some of the Ha Ha Davises and the guys that you know people deem funny. So mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it it is really easy though. Imagine if whoever, <clears throat> whatever artist you know here in Bakersfield that everyone thinks is like extremely talented. Imagine if we were sh- sharing in the group as much as uh, you know we share these different you know thank you Mr. Hotspots and you right. know, these you. other guys like they would be you know on tomorrow but you know for whatever reason people don't feel like doing it I've, I've said this a few times <clears throat> on a podcast but it, it just remains true people do not care about you until you make it mm-hmm. or you die Yes. Not to be negative, but like, yeah. or you yes. die. Yes. If you look at the music industry for the biggest part, like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was Mac Miller ever ever, ever number one? No. Nah. Before he passed away? I love Mac Miller personally. No, yeah, but like, was X no. ever number one anything? Mm-hmm. Before no. he passed did he win anything? But no, he, no, as soon as he passes away, he gets a, what is it, a Grammy nomination or whatever it was? <laughs> mm-hmm. People are fickle. Yeah. They, they, won't go, they won't backtrack and look at anything until you've deceased or. You know, or you've got some collaboration with Drake or something like that. They don't care about you till you make it. Yeah. So the best thing you could do ultimately, like as a creator, is to continue to put out content and make it better and better and better and better and keep hitting people in the face with it as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't expect expect support, but the people that support you is a big deal. It is so big. Mm-hmm. You know. It yeah. just sucks that so many people got their head up their asses. Yeah. I share people shit that I share people shit that I don't even like if I believe in the product. There's a remember uh Mela, Mela we used to work with? I don't know if you um, it, Meliani. Uh, she does like uh eyelash extensions. Oh whatnot. no, no, no. She just uh, got a LLC, like they she just started her whole little business. Right. I shared it on Instagram. Now, I don't get my eyelashes done, obviously. But I was just bigging her up, like, yo, that's a big deal. Right, you know, I got we, you. We all worked at the same job years ago, and it wasn't a very promising job. But to go from that to trying to create this own thing, you know, and she was like, oh, my God, thank you. I wonder how many of her friends actually share her shit. Yeah, that leads into, like, fake support. Like, you have, a lot, you. Of, you have a lot of your friends, like, oh, man, this is dope, this is dope. Uh, good shit, good shit, but it's like, but you shared like how many memes on Facebook? You can't man. just post like throw a link out there. Like if you really thought it was dope, man, you probably throw. A, if you think you're if it, if you think it was dope, maybe your circle of friends that are not my friends mm-hmm. might think it's dope because you thought it was dope. There you go. Yeah, like yeah, if yeah. I go try to hit up your friends, like they don't know who the hell I am. Yeah. yeah. But if you post it, mm-hmm. exactly, it's different. We don't have the <laughs> we don't have the marketing money to put out fucking billboards and shit. So it's it's huge whenever you're trying to start something and, you know, people, you have this, not so much fan base, but this base of people that care about what you're doing and they're sharing your stuff. We, me and Keith recognize people that they'll like, like the podcast and then keep reposting it. And I'm like, yo, like that's big. Yeah. That's huge. Like we see this shit and we thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it, it just goes a long way. It doesn't hurt to show somebody love. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, like, say you're having a conversation with somebody and they would be like, I need somebody to shoot these, uh, shoot some photos for me, man. Mm-hmm. It ain't nothing for me to be like, you know what? I know a guy, you know, and I could reach out to Freddie, you know, mm-hmm. and be like, hey, Freddie, you know, such and such, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, man, it don't, it doesn't, it, man. And here's the thing. I wouldn't give a fuck how much money Freddie made. I wouldn't want a dime of it mm-hmm. just because I would set him up for something. 
He would do the work and get paid for it. Period. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for no incentives. I'm not looking for no handouts. You know, there's people that I went and supported their business and like, oh man, thank you. Here, take this free shirt or take this and that. And I'm like, well, I'll take it now, but I ain't asking for no handouts. Yeah. Because I know how it is. It's, I know I know a couple of people that got uh, clothing lines, food companies and whatnot, or food uh, food meal prepping companies. Right. And I don't want free shit from you. I'm not tripping. I just I'll pay from I'll pay my way. Because a lot of motherfuckers call themselves friends and they always want a discount. Well, yeah, they expect the free shit. Like, yeah. I know, I always say, like, if I, like, I've, I've always, like, wanted, like, like I have my thing. It's not an LLC or anything right now. It's, yeah. it's just these Starsky films. It's just the brand that I put out there. But eventually I want to have, like, like hoodies and stuff with, like, my logo slapped on there. But it's I always ask myself the question. It's like, how many of my friends are, friends are actually going to pay 30 bucks for a hoodie or how many of them are going to ask for a free hoodie? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And then I'm just like, I feel like there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna ask for the free shit. I'm like, why even put it out? Yeah. Or why even like try to make money off of that part of it? And then I go back. It's like people hit me up for photo shoots and video shoots, but I charge too much. But it's like, damn, like you can't even like I could charge X, Y, and Z, and then you go a different route. Your quality, the quality may not be that great, but you paid a little bit less than what I'd be charging. Mm. I think it goes the same way with like hoodies and hats and stuff like that. You expect me to give you free stuff, but I may give it to you, but are you going to like wear it and like put yeah. people yeah. to this direction so I can get money off of people? I don't know if people are actually going to do that. They just want yeah. free shit. I think with the pricing thing, it's like um, if you're serious about your art, then that that is you can bypass that that number, whatever right. that number is. Because, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's an investment in yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, even with this podcast, we've invested in equipment and, yeah. you know, we've, you know, took certain trips to L.A. and, you know, spent gas money and stuff like that just to just to further our podcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're if you're an artist, if you're a businessman or whatever, you know, you'll put aside that money to get, you know, that quality that you need to further your career. No, exactly. I think I, for me that happened like last summer. I would invest in so so much money for a new camera. Mm-hmm. Now everybody wants to shoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, Freddie got a new camera. <laughs> now everybody. Oh, by the way, like I I I charge more now. Mm-hmm. Oh no, fuck all that. Mm-hmm. How you? What do you? What do you expect me to do? I got to make the money back for the. Three thousand dollar camera I just bought. Mm-hmm. Like they're looking for that Walmart Your two hundred dollar video that I could have shot for you a year ago with my old camera. Mm-hmm. That's that's not it anymore. Yeah. Now it's the price is what it is because the quality is gonna be there now. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. I'll be honest. I think it, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. The price went up, but if you look at the quality of video and you're serious about what you do, you're not looking for a deal. If, right. I, if I'm a rap artist or I'm somebody that's putting out content and I want it to look the best that it can, and guy tells me, hey, I could do it for 250 and I'll be like, oh, and then I look at his work and I'm like, man, this ain't going, this is this is not going to look good. And another guy tells me he's going to charge me $1,100 and I look at his work and I'm like, you know what? I don't got that now, but give me some time and I would love to work with you. I'd rather wait right. and put out better quality content than spend 200 fucking dollars on something and it looks like I shot it in someone's backyard. Like, I'd rather mm-hmm. wait. Because mm-hmm. it's about quality, man. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the Cali Rivers loan video. I shot that at my house. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't charge him because, like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I'm going to do stuff for him. Mm-hmm. 
But I mean, I shot that at my, at my house. Nobody, I'm, nobody really knows. I mean, if you watch the video, you probably not even figure out that's that's my house unless you're just looking at the pool scene. Mm-hmm. But the other two scenes were still at my house. One of them oh, wow. my, in my garage. You see how the garage looks, and the other one is in my garage. It was just a black backdrop. Like you can make low budget shit, make it look good, but then it's like you're gonna get what you paid for. It. So, Got it. Like mm-hmm. at that point, for him, I mean, that could have that easily could be like a six hundred, seven hundred dollar video if it was somebody else. Got it. Like for me to work like with an artist, like for free like that, I have to want to shoot a video Got it. for you. Got it. You know, like I have to want to shoot it for you just for myself to to create a good visual for myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keith is, I think you were telling me you reached out to for some people just to like do work, just mm-hmm. to like, just to put your work out there, you know, to have like to stack onto your resume and people was jonesing you for that. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Back when I wanted to shoot music videos, I asked a couple people and nobody really hit me back. So And he wasn't even charging. No, yeah. that's the thing. Like I have to like you have to find like for instance my, my boy Ronnie who's Cali Rivers, like I with him it's like You drug him over there, huh? Literally I have to drag <laughs> him over there to yeah. shoot because like I wanna shoot his music. Mm-hmm. But then there's people that their music isn't something that I like. Got it. But I'm I'm gonna me. I always focus on what it's gonna look like, not what it's gonna sound like. I mean, Got what it. it's gonna sound like is what they like. Mm-hmm. What the visual I'm gonna give you, it's gonna make be be something that I want to put out. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Moving forward, uh, something that it, it's been. Uh, it's not so much. It's kind of been trending. But I, I knew about the, the Fire Festival quite a while back. I listened to a podcast that talked about it called Swindled. And Swindled Podcast talks about major corporations that, you know, that rip people off and give people, you know, uh, all kinds of diseases and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But the Fire Festival was one of them. And it was basically a guy named Billy McDonald uh, who was an entrepreneur. Um, but basically, he's a con man. He's just a guy that could smile in your face and sell you a fucking dream. He could sell snow to an Eskimo. So mm-hmm. this guy was able to get over and have a bunch of business partners and whatnot and get loans from people. And and then he also somehow he got Ja Rule to come along and they were help promoting this thing called the Fire Festival. Now, ultimately, they were selling this bullshit on Instagram of this island. But initially where they fucked up is the island used to belong to Pablo Escobar. But they could not mention that it belonged to him or they would get kicked oh, off the idiot, island. Dude. This stupid motherfucker <laughs> mentioned that, that it was Pablo Escobar's island. They booted him off of it. He had to relocate and the relocation part was so fucked. It just wasn't a good... The, the relocation wasn't very great. So he was selling this, this dream that wasn't there. Then he had pictures of Instagram models and, and other celebrities posting the fire Festival and this guy had the whole shit set up, and Ja Rule was on some of the videos. Uh, to make a long story short, it just turned out to be like this great, huge debacle. Like it was trash, basically. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. everything that was promised did not happen. Yeah, um, we could go ahead and elaborate on that a little more, Keith. Yeah, man. It it was. I watched the do, the doc. So there's two documentaries. There's one on Hulu, and then there's one on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I watched the one on Netflix. Um, just randomly and I didn't even I didn't even like before all the, the um before it was like trending on Twitter and stuff, I didn't even realize it. And I, I don't even I honestly don't know if I remember when it happened, like mm-hmm. in real time. I don't remember. I think I was in school or I don't know, I was probably, you know, 
Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he actually purchased tickets for it. <laughs> Keith was in some dorm room. <laughs> he was in a dorm room with some chicken and Becky. <laughs> oh, man. That's a real fire festival. <laughs> Here we go again. Uh, Here we go. Oh, man. But yeah, man, when I watched it, I was like, I was. I, I was just um, at a loss for words that this could go on. Like, this guy had a history of screwing people over, like business after business of, you know, screwing people over or, like you said, selling a dream, you know, creating these. Like, I think what he did better than anything was he was a great marketer. So when it came to, like, the, the credit card or whatever that he had, he, he, he was selling luxury, you know, having rappers on board. And, you know, I think Rick Ross had even uh, was one of the partners of the cards or whatever. So, and, you know, Rick Ross is, like, the luxury rapper. So, you know, just getting these, you know, these big names on board, these, you know, professional businessmen on board just makes the world want to be a part of something and then you know that kind of failed and then he just took it to the festival and everyone in the festival world realized like this is crazy like this guy for the like he's going to put on this huge festival um for uh you know the first time he's ever tried it he's going to put on this huge festival have all these people out um people were wondering like where's the money coming from people were wondering like how are they booking these artists People were wondering, like, you know, just logistics, everything, and how they're going to do it in such a short time span. And, you know, they they actually got people to buy tickets. You know what I mean? People were dropping out like high flies. Like, there was news. People were making, you know, Twitter accounts to combat whatever was going on to try to, you know, steer people away from it. Um, but no one... No one listened, and yeah. you know the people that bought the tickets, they actually showed up and they paid all the money, and you know they bought the wristbands, and and they were still there. And you know, obviously, um, once they got there, it was totally different than you know all the Instagram pictures and stuff. But it's it's crazy what what marketing can do. I think that's the the biggest yeah. takeaway from it that I got. <clears throat> yeah, I think, like you said, marketing. I guess it's teaching us how to market. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. It's kind of like, <laughs> but at the same time, you gotta you gotta give people the product too. It's not you can't just yeah. like I think what we were talking about earlier. You can't build yourself up and then your product is shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched a few uh, like a half an hour of it until my Wi Fi gave out on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw that segment where he was like doing with the the credit the credit cards like yeah food, mm-hmm. and all of that and the, what's it called a mega magnesis magnesis yes yeah, yeah something like that it looked like a fake black card yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i mean I, I i don't know too much about it but like just from what you guys spoke about it like before we came on the podcast it, it's just a one big scam yeah and you got to be careful like i like anybody can just scam you anybody can talk big game about anything and then it's just mm-hmm. A lot of people, to be honest, is they're just naive. They don't educate themselves on what's really going on, and they mm-hmm. just go. Mm-hmm. They, and then they bite them in the ass at the end. Yeah. Yeah, man. That- I, one, one thing that I took away from it, too, was this power. Like, mm. the, the Billy McDonald dude, um, a lot of what, a lot of weight, a lot of the reason he was able to get his way was because of power. 
um, even if you if you look at like towards the end of the the documentary, um, they were asking him about jail. What did he feel like? You know, what what did he think jail would be like? Stuff like that. And I think in his mind, he never thought he was going to go to jail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the way he was describing it and stuff like mm. that. And even like later into the documentary, um, I think he got out on bail. And he was still the, running yes, like scams. Scamming. Yeah, he. The, he there was the, the. It was ear, it was extremely eerie to watch. Like yes. there was emails popping up um, from his assistant, I believe, mm-hmm. and a guy named Frank or something yeah, like some that. Outside guy. Yeah, like you know, buy buy uh, use this coupon code or something crazy mm-hmm. where you can get um, tickets to meet celebrities, tickets to you know, tickets to events that. Like tickets to Coachella, like events that you can't really get stuff for, but they were still t- right. st- selling. Um, no, not real. Yeah. I was yeah. Like, once Coachella that? sells out, you ain't getting in. Yeah. 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 Like that's. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. Like yeah. VIP packages to meet, you know, certain people to meet Taylor Swift and all kind of crazy stuff. You, you know, um, it, what he did is he was taking the email list from the people from the Fire Festival, mm-hmm. I believe, and he was just conning them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the. the it, it, a couple things really just really set me off. One of them is I totally <laughs> lost all respect for Ja Rule. <laughs> like, all respect. Like, this mother, this little motherfucker doesn't know shit. Mm-hmm. Like, for him to have that platform and be a part of the Fire Festival, it was just downright just disgusting. It, it, one guy said at the end of the movie, uh, the documentary, he said, well, you know, this was fraud, you know. Um, he said, this is going to be hard to come from. You know, we, this is fraudulent. Mm-hmm. And then he said, well, no, uh, it wasn't really like fraud, you know, maybe false advertisement, but like. And Which I'm is like, fraud? What is yeah, fraud, yeah. you fucking moron? <laughs> yeah. And it's just dumb. It shows you where his careers went. Another thing, too, is this guy never did his research on Billy McDonald. Because if he did, he never would have worked with him. Yeah. Okay. If you're a person that has this, it shows how blind some rap artists are or some rap artists that want to cross over into the business world you wouldn't catch jay-z dead in that situation mm-hmm. you wouldn't catch dame dash dead in that said you wouldn't catch 50 cent in that situation yeah 50 cent makes lucrative business deals you can say whatever you want about him but 50 cent is on his shit dr dre is on his shit p diddy is on his shit this motherfucker here he is still living in the days of uh of always on time and and singing on the track like that is <laughs> the best he's going to get. And then he he uh, became at the end they said he became a part of some newer business. Mm-hmm. Like dude, you just need to go away. Like mm-hmm. at this point, just go away. Another thing that fucked me up was the fact that um, how impressionable people are. It is fucking pathetic. They sold people this dream, and everybody was like, they sold this Instagram like alternate universe <laughs> in reality right. and people paid money they were selling these access wristbands and you could load as much money as you wanted somebody spent eight hundred thousand dollars <throat> on a fucking wristband it was a bunch of rich kids and a bunch of other people with money they could spend and billy mcdonald and ja rule were actually calling them losers before the festival mm-hmm. so you said you're basically you're selling this to losers. You guys, I think they both knew they were conning people. Well, yeah, of course. They had yeah. to know it. You <laughs> calling people losers? Like, dude, you have a horrible... I would never, 
I, I think that that documentary killed every business opportunity for Ja Rule. The only motherfuckers that are going to fuck with Ja Rule are people like Billy McDonald. Because anybody that has half a brain is going to do research. And they don't want Ja Rule fucking... Ja Rule, the best he's going to get is being at the Kern County Fair. Like, that, <laughs> that is the best this motherfucker is going to get. Wasn't he at the Kern County Fair? No. Ashanti. Ashanti was. Right? Oh, no, Ashanti was. Just he'll be back. And he'll be here next I know, year. I know everybody on Twitter was like, where's Ja Rule? This, this, this nigga going to be at the fair like, baby. <laughs> that's all he got. I think that's all he got. Man. Ja Rule sound like he constantly smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've made a point for the other artists that you mentioned. I think it's just the people that they surround themselves with. Yeah. And, and Ja Rule just surrounded himself with. Yeah, with the person that he did, and yeah. now he's fucked. So yeah, I'm I'm sure. I know this guy Billy McDonald. That those flashes of his real person had to come up before all Definitely. this crash. You know right. what I mean? Definitely. Like you can you can get a feeling for you know those kind of people pretty quickly. Oh yeah. So I'm sure in a conversation, or he could have done something, or you know what I mean when they were approaching the festival or something because you know that was the narrative also it's like people kept dismissing these red flags yeah, like yeah. oh billy did this but we were like you know he's he, he he always preached positivity and he always felt like he was you know he was able yeah. to get it done and that was like the constant throughout everything it was like um it was like literally like a train approaching the end of a cliff and Billy is like, hey, like, like, let's just keep going. Like, who knows what will happen when we fall off the cliff? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's another track down yeah, there we're gonna yeah. land on. Yeah, it's all yeah. good. That's it's one be hell all right. of a, that's one hell of an analogy. <laughs> I'd be like, Billy, fuck you. I'm getting off this train. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. It, you know what though? This is what it was. Only one guy mentioned it. The reason why is because Billy had suckered them all in with money. Yeah. See, they realized that all these people were going to come regardless. And what a lot of them left out is that they were not going to get paid until after the fire Festival, oh, once it was in progress. So they was waiting on that check. Deferred yeah. payment is always bullshit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's always bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he knew he had them by the balls. So he said, you know what? I'm only going to give you. The, they only got like 30 percent. And then the rest of it, you know like the other 70 or whatever percent, they weren't going to get that until the actual festival. Mm-hmm. They were disgustingly overpaying certain acts that shouldn't get paid. Like Blink-182 was going to get a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? Like, nobody wants to see it. If you got a real... First of all, we, we t- you talked about it earlier. If they were to somehow redo the Fire Festival, that shit would win so big. Yeah. If but they if, rebranded the Fire Festival oh, right, right They now, rebranded it. Yeah. It's like they started something. They... Yeah. They started something that could now really take off. Honestly, I think that if they didn't even really rebrand it, but if they pitch the fire festival as is, like you're going to be sleeping in tents and it's going to be crazy, I think people would still show up. Yeah, because it looked it honestly looked like oh snap, like it didn't look right. like a good time, but it looked like you know people just running around and you know it was like a cool community. It looked like downtown Los Angeles. I think the document. <laughs> I think the. <laughs> <laughs> the, I think the documentary like made the made the comment. It's like Instagram in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay, yeah. I mean, I think it's just gonna if they do it again. I think it's just gonna depend on who's running it. Mm-hmm. And is it a viable like person? True. Yeah. Like if you see, I don't know, any big business name running it. Oh yeah. Like you might pull, you know, you know, might you might pull the trigger on it, but yeah. So 
Yeah, I might have. You know, I ain't got no money, but you know, I would. Hey, let me tell you something. Billy McDonald didn't really have no money. He just had the gift of gab. Yeah, he, yeah. But he was also a fucking con man. Yeah. But initially, you got to start somewhere. Like right. he, he pitched this idea that I think it was really it, it was fucked up, but it was also inspiring what Billy McDonald did. Yeah. Because it, it made me think like this motherfucker was a con man, but people still believed in him. Like he just had the gift of gab. Mm-hmm. And he's they said that they didn't know where the money was coming from, but that he would leave on he a was- plane. Come back three days later with four million dollars. Yeah, and it's like golly, crazy. Like right? this dude is, and he was—he's your age. He's really young. He's twenty-seven. Damn, that's the shit. Yeah. You know the saddest part of the whole doc was that that lady that spent her whole life, life savings, savings to fifty thousand pay the workers. Crazy. She has saved like fifty, and she works a regular job. She has saved like fifty thousand dollars. Now there. that was sad, but the yeah. saddest part of the movie. The saddest part of the documentary. Oh, here we go. Was the guy? It was a guy that one of the one of the staff that was with Billy McDonald. He was the only uh, the gay man there. But mm-hmm. Billy McDonald asked him because they had a bunch of Evian water that had to go through customs or something, and uh, he said they're not going to release it. And he said, "I'm going to need you to possibly suck that guy's dick." Yeah, and the dude said that he was ready to go suck dick. He said that he went home, took a shower, put in mouthwash, and was literally going to take one for the team. Yeah, he said in my thirty years of doing this, I was it was I was literally about to do this to save the festival. Yeah, and I'm just like, what? That's just brainwash, bro. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Billy just do. Man, for, Billy, was, I don't. Billy dude. was pimping, man. <laughs> Billy, that's called pimping. Man, you could, for you real. could, you could. Con someone into sucking a dick. The dude at Avion was probably like, "Wait, you actually? No, man, you don't got to do that. Like, yeah, we'll give you the fucking water. He's I can't like, believe yeah. you came out here and it was serious about this. Yeah, like I don't need a BJ, man. Just take your water, right? Fuck, man. I that, don't think that's sadder than a woman losing her money, though. I don't know, man. This is- <clears throat> a gay man sucking penis. <laughs> <laughs> that's regular. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, he did put it in. He put it in a more perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was definitely sad. She had to pay the people. Fifty thousand is a lot of money. Man. Yeah, man. I guess they started to go fund me for her though. Yeah, she deserves if it. If I had fifty thousand, I'd still be in debt with student loans. Right. <laughs> so that's not it enough, but it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It'd make a dent in it. Yeah, yeah, It'd make yeah. Make a dent, but yeah, still a lot of money. I think that 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 was just a crazy. It it was just a well put together documentary with a lot of information. So it was yeah. Like, yeah, shout out to the filmmakers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucked up subject, but I mean they yeah. put it together really nicely. Yeah. You know, you know what I love about documentaries is they tell a part of the story that was like they tell they do a great job of not so much framing it but telling an unbiased form of a story. Mm-hmm. Some documentaries, some documentaries. I think that one was biased. It was biased, as in what? I mean, they never talked to Billy at all. Billy didn't want to get talked to. They tried <laughs> to talk still, to him. It's, it's bias. It's no, it's bias. Not. It's not. It's that's, not. That's the def- literally the definition of bias. Like, they're only showing the side of Billy what he did bad. True. I agree, but I disagree because he was in prison and he did not want to be talked to as well. So It's still biased, though. Because it's not his side of the story. Yeah. But his side of the story is a fucking lie. So That's biased, though. <laughs> it is a lie. It's, dude. It's still biased. Like, however, I mean, you can use a different word, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, what you're saying is, like, that, that documentary is biased. Because it's telling the story, it's framing it from only one view. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Got it. I get what you're saying. 
But it's like we we're, we're gonna hear his view, and we're gonna be like, oh, okay, and then we still gonna think he lying. But it's kind of it's kind of forced upon us to Got to it. believe it's bias. Got it because it's literally saying like, oh, Billy didn't want to come on, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. we're never gonna know his story. But then at the same time, it's like we can't even be unbiased because like, so why doesn't he come on? There you go. Like, mm-hmm. what's he? What's he, he's mm-hmm. probably is he hiding something? Like, why? Yeah, you know. So even it, like with the R. Kelly documentary, it, it is. No, it those, is are, those are biased too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. We yeah. all believe. That he did wrong, but at the same time, like, yeah, from a definition standpoint, we're taking it all from one side. Mm-hmm. True, because if if it is involving someone, if it was more inclusive, mm-hmm. with the 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 primary topic was R. Kelly, mm-hmm. but R. Kelly does not have a say in this. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if there's a documentary that is unbiased. Hmm. Mm, Ted Bundy, I haven't seen that one. That, yet. Uh, yeah, I get. Yeah. I think that 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 I just was all factual. Like, every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you can't sit there and just be like, "Oh, they they doing Ted wrong." Like, <laughs> Ted, like Ted is on there saying, "Like, yeah, yeah, yeah." You know? That's I like, guess he's on he's on there talking, man. Yeah. So another one is Jeffrey Dahmer. I seen his documentary. Yeah, he is a twisted motherfucker. Yeah, I get that's. I guess that's one way to be unbiased if you have the actual person t- sit. Yeah. Telling you, you have the full what, story. Yeah, like, if you have yeah, the full story, yeah. you can't. It's hard to be on uh, biased about it. True. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Keith just educated me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just pretty fucked up, man. You think about a lot of the things, and it's like I understand they're framing the story that way, but it's just it's so much that I don't know what this guy could say to make me say, "Oh, that makes sense," because mm-hmm. you just robbed so many motherfucking people. Yeah, you being biased right there, though. But no, I Wait. mean, yeah, but you gave people tents. Yeah. <laughs> you got them looking like downtown Los Angeles, man. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the way they frame it. That you you already. You already you, you already have the mindset that whatever Billy has to say is a fucking lie. Yeah. The way because of what you've heard already. I mean, mm-hmm. all I needed to know, man, is, is, is the tents soaked tents by water, and you got yeah. people out here sucking dick like. God. <laughs> <laughs> you got the lady giving up fifty k. Yeah. To take care of the workers because they ain't got paid. It's, yeah. The thing is this: all the yes, it's biased because he's not involved. <clears throat> right. But it's also all the questions that you have are unanswered. Mm-hmm. So all these questions, the workers, did they get paid? No. The lady, did she get paid? No. Did the guy really almost suck dick? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is Ja Rule ja a part of this? He's not as like liable. Yeah. But he was a part of it. Mm-hmm. And he, and it didn't deliver. So right. it's, it's so many. Yeah. And they, are, they have a clash action lawsuit of all the celebrities involved. Kylie Jenner. Uh, Bella Hadid, they yeah, had all, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a trip. It's a trip. But they had the Emily Radonowski, whatever her name is. Oh, her too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had a bunch of models on there, mm-hmm. and just promoting like, you know, how many followers they had, followers they yeah. have. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. One of that, um, I had took a class on the history of the Middle East, and that's kind of what enlightened me on like the bias in documentaries. Got it. Because <clears throat> we would listen to docu or we would watch documentaries on. You know, the the it's like the Palestine Israeli conflicts, and depending on what side of the border you're standing on depends. I mean, show like it. Uh, the story is different. You know what I Got mean? It. If it's the Palestine, if you're on Israeli side, it's the Palestinians fought. If you're on the Palestinian side, it's the Israelis fought. So. That kind of like opened me up, opened you know me up to that. that you got a you got a really great point. It's just like, for example, let's say you're doing a documentary on politics, but let's say you're conservative and you spend all your time at conservative, uh, um, 
around nothing but conservatives and at conservative conventions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you not seeing what liberals are talking about? You're mm-hmm. just only around conservatives. Mm-hmm. So I think if you could take both, you interview people from you know people who are conservative and people who are liberal, and you just get all these different views. It's uh, it's really unbiased, right? You know, and if you remain neutral throughout the documentary and you just show stuff, this it actually be a pretty I don't know, maybe a pretty uh, engaging thing to see. I haven't seen one yet. Like the whole, what's the Fahrenheit? Um, the, the fat guy with the glasses. Oh, Fahrenheit 9-11? Yeah, what's the fat guy with the glasses? <clears throat> I don't know, I don't know his, his name. name. I forgot. Fuck. He has like all this, that was like one of the highest grossing documentaries yeah, ever or something. But it's very like biased as well. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I, with the topic you're talking about politics, I'm like, when you going to, what conservative is going to go to like a liberal convention and just stand there with True. a with an unbiased ear? Yeah. There's probably some, but we know. would never know it. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. or vice versa. Like a liberal ain't going to mm-hmm. go to a nothing but a conservative convention and just sit there mm-hmm. and just disagree with everything just because of his ideals. True. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to do a documentary that's unbiased about politics because it's yeah. like yeah. Politics is so biased already. Very. Mm-hmm. It's like this pre-cooked idea. Like, you're liberal. You stand for this. I'm conservative. I stand for this. I've heard people, conservatives say, you know what? These fucking liberals, like, all they want is a free ride. Go get a job. You're like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. It's like Obama giving all these phones away. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody getting all these food stamps, throwing welfare. Get a job. They already have that mindset. It's not going to change. It's like, yeah. what? <clears throat> Oh man, the liberals be doing some fuck shit too, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's move on. Uh, dating people beneath your energy. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of people do this shit. Mm-hmm. I think that I've been a victim of it as well. I think that um, being a certain type of person, you really need to understand what kind of the type of energy your love interest is putting out. Like, say you. You, you really like them, it kind of makes you more blind to the things they're doing. You'll see all these fucking red flags and you just sweep them under the rug because you're like, you know, that's my insecurity. Like, no. Mm. Like, this chick is really off for fucking rocker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you allow them to stick around. You allow them to do what they do. You just dismiss it. And then when you get into the thick of the relationship or whatever's going on, you know, it backfires. And it's because even though they're not up to par, they may like they may like you, but they're not ready for a person like you. For one and two, you dated someone beneath your energy, so you mm-hmm. got to take responsibility for not keeping your standards and going beneath them just because you wanted to like have a mate. Yeah, I think um, that's part of the reason why being single is so important. Like yep. you find your you you're, you get a chance to find yourself. And, um, you know, these things are easier to recognize. So you can meet a person anywhere and try to build some sort, some rapport with them. But when those energies aren't matching, it's easier to recognize, like, right off the bat. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, just a simple conversation. Like, you know, all of us are, we're goal-oriented people. There you so, go. So, like, simple conversation with, you know, in our case, a female 
could be like, um, like, what did you do today? Or like, how was your week? And then if they say something like, oh, I just chilled at home or, you know, I just smoked a little bit of weed or (laughs) (laughs) last week I went out with my girls, then you know right off the bat, like, you know, this isn't really going to work. Nah. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with any of those, but just the energy. You ain't doing shit. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Yeah, when you say it's not, ain't nothing wrong with doing that. Because there's, there's, there's guys out there that are going to be for that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. you know, but if I think for you, it's it's wrong. Mm-hmm. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. in, in a broad sense, it's not wrong. Like, you want to go out? Cool. Mm-hmm. That ain't for me, though. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I mean, I agree. Like, I think uh, when you're in a relationship, you're like caught, you're just like caught, caught up in those things. Like, you don't really realize, like, what... You go into it with your needs, and then once you're in the relationship, you don't realize that maybe you're not you're not getting what you mm-hmm. what you wanted mm-hmm. out of it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to like talk too much about that because it's like I've I've had a recent breakup, but it's like you look at it from outside of the relationship. You can like, man, I could have I could have caught this. Like this could have mm-hmm. been an argument that mm-hmm. could have been avoided. Mm-hmm. If I would have like just realized that this wasn't for me from the beginning, yeah, yeah. very then, true. Yeah, and then you just look back at it. You're blame. You're blaming yourself over what that person probably did to you. Yes, it, but that's a good and bad thing. It's it's bad because there are certain times where they're extremely at fault, and you can't take responsibility for them. Right. And there's other times it's really good because you took accountability and said I could have done things different. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's like a a, a good and bad thing, um, but ultimately. I think it seems like the smoke clears whenever you're not with that person. You're like, man, I should have caught that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think like, when you're in there, it's there's a like there's a lot of unknown when you're yeah. in a relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. and you don't realize you don't realize that until you're out of it. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's the crazy thing because when you're in it, it's like you want everything to be good, everything and all of that. And then when mm-hmm. you realize there's a problem, then you try to. Um, fix it or whatever and you try to collaborate with that person to fi- fix that but then later down the road it happens again so yeah. it's like yeah, you know where yeah i don't i don't really like understand it i guess mm-hmm. i don't really understand much of like because like i i'm gonna think one way they're gonna think with the other a, a different way mm-hmm. so yeah you just gotta stop yelling at people freddie <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Man. That's a, that's a good one though. Yeah. That's a good one. I think this I think this whole energy conversation is more of a uh like 2018 2019 thing where we're realizing there's this like in like untangible energy out there that we don't really know how to describe it but we right. kind of we just feel it in our souls sometimes. Yeah. So. I think we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah, I, but I think the best way to deal with it in general or to not inherit a woman's energy when it's not great is you have to go through this transitional period where you're not their man, they're not your girlfriend, you love each other's company, but you're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And all of a sudden, you're like, you know what? I don't like that. I'm not fucking with her no more. I think a lot right. of times people go into a relationship because they feel like they have to be in one Mm-hmm. They need to take some extended time to enjoy each other first, because the longer you enjoy each other without um, having that title right away. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree. Like, no, if you like her, then you should be together. Like, no, you need to fucking wait because that person is putting on a show for you and they're not showing you who they really are. 
And once you get them and once you guys are together, that's mm. when you barely start figuring out who the fuck they are. Yeah. I couldn't agree more, but I mean, a few months ago, I would have probably disagreed with you. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I said, like when you, you don't realize that shit till like afterwards yeah. because... Like for instance, like I tell, I talk to my really, really close, close friends, and they always tell me, like, Freddie, when you met, when you meet the next person, bro, the first thing you have to ask them is, what the fuck do they think about mental health issues? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I suffer from that, and I feel like I don't like that doesn't come out until like when I'm in a like if I'm in a relationship and this person barely finding out, and like at that point they don't know how to handle it. Yeah, and mm, and I think it, like in, like how you said it, you get to know people for. You know, the good things, the bad things about them, you learn about them more inside out. It's kind of like, am I going to be able to be in a relationship with this person rather mm-hmm. rather than finding it out when you're in it? Mm-hmm. And then you just end up hurting each other. I'm going to keep it real. How many women, but you got to realize, are these women triggering these, not so much episodes, but affecting your mental health? Because sometimes you deal with women and they affect you in a negative way. Mm. You're wondering what are they doing or why they say that or mm. why she mad at me or what's going on. Like a lot of times you don't realize how much another person can affect your mental health. Right. You may not be mentally unhealthy at all. It's just the fact that the person that you're with, they don't do a good job complimenting your mental health. They mm. take from you. They take, take, take. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're looking like you're crazy, but you're really not. Yeah. It's just that this motherfucker... You know, <laughs> this this broad is over here doing shit that's triggering me, and and it's like when you try to express that, like, oh, you're this or you're that or you're jealous. You, or look, you're, you get looked at as crazy. You get looked at as crazy when in actuality you're bringing out these emotions in me because you're not a whole person. Like, you're a person that's triggering all this negative shit. That's why it's great to be single mm-hmm. because you get all of your your mental is all intact. We, before the podcast, I told Freddie, like, I don't have any stress. Right. So as soon as a woman starts to give me any stress, I literally get rid of her immediately. I'm not trying to say women are disposable. I'm just saying that a woman that's worth anything is going to compliment your mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you, you get off a long day of work. You won't mind having a conversation with her or talking to her or want mm-hmm. to spend time with her. There are some dudes that are literally in a relationship with a chick. That they can't even tell her certain shit because he's like, I don't want to hear it. Like, you know, I don't just whatever, you know. Yeah, I feel you. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, like you should be able to have these conversations. You should mm-hmm. be able to, you know, vent to your girlfriend or to your wife or whatever the case. It's like people are in relationship with their own worst enemy and they don't even realize it. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah. man, I get you. I think um, to kind of piggyback on that previous statement that you were saying uh, about, I, I like how about people um changing within a relationship or like you know what i mean like over the course of time if we just look at ourselves like imagine you go to a job interview right you're probably wearing the best shirt you have you might you know (laughs) tucking in your shirt you probably orange your shirt you're probably there like 10 minutes early boom you get the job three months down the line you've shown up to work five minutes late your pants sagging a little bit (laughs) (laughs) he's talking crazy like you know what i mean so it's like that's but you know, if we just look at ourselves and then you know think about that that scenario in a relationship, that's the same thing that happens. Like True. People get comfortable and they can you know let their let their shoulders down and yeah. you know they just you know. They but I, I think a, I think a way to avoid that is what like what Eddie was saying is that like you get to know like full through and through who this person is before you even get into that relate like into the relationship because <clears throat> then everything else is just a surprise if you just if if you know if you're just acting out. Mm-hmm. 
to to get the person and then once you got them yeah shit starts popping off they have every reason to run mm-hmm. but like if they know you through and through as a person they'll understand like hey i'm gonna get depressed man yeah like what it may not like you mentioned like is it that is the person that's triggering that mm-hmm. maybe maybe like for like in my instance i've i've suffered with all that since i was like a teenager so i know it ain't directly the person that's triggering it but i Got felt it. like if the person understood that Got from it. the beginning they would be more like like you know mm-hmm. maneuver around that so i don't get mm-hmm. you know so it doesn't I, it not, doesn't trigger nothing it, it takes mm-hmm. a, it takes a certain type of of person to like to it takes a certain type of person to understand you and actually be mature enough to do it. And you got to realize, too, because you're, what, 26? 27. 27. Mm-hmm. It's, honestly, I hate to say this, but you're still, much mat- like, not only are you maturing, but women are maturing. Oh, yeah. I don't buy into absolutely. this whole, I don't buy into this whole idea that women mature fast. It's fucking bullshit. No, that's, mm-hmm. that's straight up, that's bro. fucking bullshit. So, you're still, women are still young that are your age. I'm, see, I'm in my 30s. So, a lot of women tend to be more mentally established at that age. Mm. So, I have a little bit of a different relationship. There's a lot of chicks in their 30s that are fucking idiots. But I mean, <laughs> but they tend to be a little more mentally established. So you kind of have more of a a connection in a way. Like right. you, you kind of understand like, look, we've all, this ain't our first rodeo, you know, but a woman in her 20s is, the unfortunate thing is, you know, with the social media and getting all this attention and once she almost feels threatened in a relationship, like this might not work, they might start, acknowledging more attention that they wouldn't acknowledge and they don't really care about you as much because we have options like yeah and the options now the options now are right at our fingertips literally like that's male and female like yeah exactly it's sometimes i bet you there's some people that they're in a relationship everything's good they get in one huge argument and now all of a sudden they look in their dms and they see their ex-girlfriend or their ex-boyfriend or they see somebody they've been liking for a while and it's like they start to pay them more attention. It's like they're already emotionally cheating while they're in a relationship. Right. Yeah. And I've seen that a million times. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, mm-hmm. I see it all the damn time. I mean, it's happened to me before. Like, oh, yeah. So it's like, but like you said, like people in your age may or may not be fucking idiots. I've met girls that are like younger than me that some are pretty fucking level-headed. Some are wilding out. So it's, Man, it's it's. I think it's like one of my. Uh, you you know her, Shantae. Like she was just telling me, like you just got to play the game. You got to just. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just because like you never know what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. Man, I think uh, I think with that mental health thing, it's it's more of an educational thing, right? Because right. I had a roommate back in college who, um, I think he suffered from depression. I'm not really sure. I think I think that's what it was though. But sometimes he would just sit in his room and like all day and us as like his, you know, his roommates, we'd be like, hey, let's go get food or let's do this or let's do this. And not really concerned about his mental health. We were just kind of like, hey, like, come on, man, stop being so sad. Stop pouting. But like, we didn't really understand the whole mental health aspect of it. We just seen a guy that was kind of moping around all day. Um, so, you know, it just, it just, it takes some education to really understand how to maneuver that relationship. Is that the same dude that would always, uh, the, the dude that would go in the bathroom and not come out for like two hours? Um, you sure I wasn't your roommate? I don't know. I don't know if that's the same one or not. I don't uh, remember telling you that story. Yeah, you got some definitely have some interesting roommates, man. Yeah. <laughs> I think, ones. I think you're right about the education thing because like I've had people 
that didn't like I have people that claim that they care and all of that but then it's just like you're being crazy man like you gotta stop being so fucking psychotic and all this shit and mm-hmm. and stop doing this and this and that yeah, but I'm like do you but like, last episode. maybe if you realize like what if you asked mm-hmm. hey Hey, you you seem a little bit crazy. Everything cool? Like what's going on? But it's and then I've had people that had no idea who I, who the hell I was. They just like seen me on social media. I'm like, oh, who's these star seasons? All of that. And then I just have a conversation with them, and then I tell them what's like what's up with me, and they're more just like, oh, like what's like what's going on? Like if mm-hmm. you, you want to talk about it, I'm like mm-hmm. if I at that point agree or disagree, we talk about it or we don't. But it's like. You have a lot of people in your corner that are probably not there for not there for you. Yeah. And there's a lot of outside people that may or may not be like not they've dealt with it before and mm-hmm. like or they have family members that do so they're more like educated about it so they're actually trying to help you. Got I, th- it. I think that that happens that's a interesting scenario. You can even relate it to like people coming out. Like yeah. a lot of people come out to their parents and they're like, "Oh my gosh, we got to get you prayed for. We got to get you this." Man, and then they go off to up, college, bro. and then it's like you know the world embraces them, and they're the coolest person in the world. But their right. parents are like, you know, kind of showing you. It's something about that, you know, the closeness of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people, yeah. you know, being super close friends or you know family that you grew up with. Um, I don't know. They just have this weird way of accepting realities that yeah. they just can't. But someone from the outside looking in, they just have a completely different perspective. You know, they're viewing their lens is a little bit farther away from you. So, you know, they can see things a little bit better. Not only that, um, it, co- it goes back. Shout out to Tyra Gray. Uh, we had her on here last week. She talked about men who uh, it's just this this toxic masculinity like they they have. Oh, they don't they can't deal with their own feelings, so they can't help you with yours. So if you're trying to talk to another male about mental health and like man stop being psychotic man stop being it's because they don't even know what the fuck they're doing with themselves <laughs> yeah how the fuck are they going to help you like right. i feel like i'm a level-headed friend so if i get a call me and my friend of almost 20 years uh, keith's brother we've talked i've been times where i was stressed out and i could call him at two in the morning and he would answer the right. phone like i'm that friend you know that you can call me if you're going through something so a lot of men we don't have that mm-hmm. So that's why when it comes down to like somebody's like going through it and they're just reaching out for help and all the motherfuckers they're reaching out to don't help them because they can't help themselves. Mm -hmm. Men do shit like get wasted at a bar when they're depressed. They don't fucking talk to a friend. Yeah, I got you. They just internalize all these bad feelings and then it just doesn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, and then if we got a problem with a with our, you know, whatever woman it is. They'd be like, man, just get you some pussy. You'll be cool, man. Dude, that is the I have friends. I have friends it's like the worst. that. Like, I'm not naming drop. Like, I'm not going to drop names or, or anything like that. But I've had times where it's just like, man, you just got to just gotta go back out there and just and just fuck anything that walks, basically. <laughs> nah. And I'm like, man, you're not really my friend. First off, like, yeah. not, it, had nothing, it has nothing to do with, like, the like the mental issues or nothing. But you're not really my friend to the point where, like, you don't even... You know I'm not like that. So Got what, it. Like you're telling me to go do some shit that's out of my nature. Yeah. To begin with, that's I'm not. not good. I'm not running around fucking everything, bro. Nah. Mm-hmm. You gotta like I don't selective. know what perception gives anybody any like. 
I don't do that shit. Like, it's mm. wild that people can even tell me that. Friends, like, no, nah, man, just gotta go be a fuckboy. Like, just, <laughs> let's go out this weekend. I'm like, bro, I'm, like, introverted as fuck. I don't go out. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have clothes for that. Like, you don't know me as a person at that point. Like, you're my yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. So, it's yeah. just it's it, wild. It's, it's unfortunate, man. I think, yeah, it just comes down to this, like, I mentioned, man, this toxic masculinity. It it's it's not being able to deal with your own feelings, so you can't help other people with theirs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's crazy how some dudes will literally think just go out and get some pussy. Like, nah, man, ain't nothing wrong with <laughs> casual sex. That's cool, right? It's, it's great, but at least it, it's better when you build rapport with the woman. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And get to know him a little bit. I just can't meet some chick at a bar and then fuck her the same night. Like I've never been that guy. How is the answer to getting over a woman, getting under a woman, or getting over? That's horrible. Of, it's like I just got through dealing with this girl right here. I just need like I need something that's, you know, doesn't have breast and a a big booty or something. Like I need right. something. I need to be left alone with yeah, myself. Yeah. No, I mean even if you have that, like it just it just depends because, um, I could me like to get over like somebody or whatever i don't gotta get under it i don't gotta get under a girl a, a girl but i could go talk to a girl yeah, like you, i could you get it from the back <laughs> <laughs> no but it's Dang like you could, you could you can have conversations about like anything or whatever and like if they understand what the fuck you're talking about like that's the level-headed person that you yeah need to be talking to it doesn't even have to be a homie or nothing it can be somebody that you just met yeah mm-hmm. you don't true. gotta fuck them mm-hmm. true like mm-hmm. true yeah, you you might be out someday, and you know you just got out of a breakup, and you meet a chick, and she just got out of a breakup, and you guys are just like exchanging feelings, and that's you know, when you fuck. No, <laughs> yeah, no, that's when you got a fucker. <laughs> like you know what? I found the exact like the exact chick I needed to. You know, this is gonna be great. <laughs> you can't write up a script better than that. Movie, I'm depressed. Man. You're depressed. You got a vagina. Uh, let's yeah. go hang out. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I hate how I view the world as one big movie now. Like really everything is, runs bro. through my head as like, oh, dang, that's an interesting character, or oh, that man. could be an interesting story. Yeah, right. The cool guy at the bar that's buying everybody drinks, or. Mm-hmm. You know, the girl that's leaving with every guy at the club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can just literally title that Bakersfield. <laughs> you know, I talked about that on an older podcast, how disgusting it kind of is. <laughs> I, I bounced for a little bit. I was a bouncer for a little bit back in the day. And I, I seen this one chick leave with a different guy every time. You told me this story when we were back at, so at disgusting, the old job, bro. Disgusting, man. Mm-hmm. Don't look, fellas, if you're listening to this podcast, do not take a chick from the club back to your house. Don't do it, man. Don't you're even. Just, you're just at Wednesday, bro. <laughs> she gonna be with Friday in a couple of days. <laughs> Friday gonna have you in the clinic. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I think you told me it's like you. It's like why would you pick up a girl at the club? Like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're not gonna be at the club on Friday. She probably will be. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say you're dating. She goes back. She's going out Friday. Mm-hmm. The same way you got her is the same way another dude's gonna get her. So yeah, you're no. not that special. Yeah, Mm-mm. The, you know the best place to meet women out in life. There's yeah. no specific place to meet women. I've met women at Walgreens, fucking Walmart. 
I met him in just random places. On Union too, huh, Eddie? Like I said. <laughs> like, like I said, I've met them at the Walgreens. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> yeah, you go to a club, man, that shit's going to be fucked up. Yeah, you can meet a chick at the gym, possibly. That's not a bad place. Mm-hmm. You know, but there are gym groupies, too. That's Yeah, they ain't trying to fuck with you. Yeah. Why would you even try to pick up a girl at the gym? Now you're all sweating and shit. And well, I mean, there's not. If all... you're there for the gym purposes, if you're there for the gym, you shouldn't be hitting on women. That's what I'm saying. That per- mm. like that's how I feel about it. But I have picked up on some chicks at the gym before. It was kind of like intentional, unintentional. Like I'm working out, she's working out. I can see what she's doing. She knows what she's doing, and I tell her like, "Hey, you know, you're really like doing this and that." And she's like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "What kind of diet plan are you on?" So it was a very organic conversation. It went from organic to orgasmic. Oh my god! How did I know he was? <laughs> <laughs> that was clever, man. All right, man. Uh, <laughs> anything else to elaborate on that? Shit. Nah, man. I don't right. think we can. Yeah, what? I don't think we can. Like, I think that was like the punchline. I was like, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. what do we say after that? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, just recently, uh, Meek Mill, Jay Z, and Robert Kraft, the owner of. Uh, the New England Patriots um, came together in a fight against the uh, for justice reform, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. and uh, they donated a lot of money. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I I I haven't seen the full interview or anything, but I think I, it was was it fifty million dollars? Yeah, fifty about, million I think dollars. Was, I screenshot it earlier. It was yeah. about fifty million. Fifty mm-hmm. million dollars. They all came together, man. This is crazy, but it's. It's it's a fight in the right direction. I think it's it's amazing too. And, and what's the most beautiful thing about it is it's not just a black fight. Yeah, you know it's you know Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, mm-hmm. the the most successful franchise in history. Well, nah, you probably in recent history, recent history, because you know before it was like the Celtics or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But nah, that was not in the modern era. Not in the modern era. Not at all. Modern era, you know, it was the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, the modern, uh, yeah. I mean, you think about it. Celtics won all those championships. Yeah, they won it way back. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was all they had was black and white TV back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but fo- you know, football but for football, yeah, Patriots probably. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As much as I hate to say, yes, the yeah, Patriots are, <laughs> yeah. are up there, man. When it comes to success and in mm-hmm. that sport. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's definitely a big deal. Like you said, there's no color attached to it. It's just. Prison reform, you know what I mean? There's white people unjustly in prison. There's black people. There's Mexicans. There's, you know, Middle Eastern people, Native American. You know, all these people Middle are... Middle Eastern? Really? I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, everyone, you know, everyone's suffering from the same sort of situations. These right. people are on, you know, parole for way too long or probation for way too long yeah like you know meek mill situation was basically i think he broke up a fight and then he popped a willy on the freeway and he's facing like you know many many years and he and he's only out of jail because he's out on bail right now um he's not actually free he still has a hearing you know what i mean and and that's part of the reason why they want to fix these issues is that like I don't even think he knows when his hearing is. I think his oh hearing God. is, you know, these these things can drag on for months and months and months and months. And you know, that whole time, if you don't have the money for bail, you'll just be sitting in jail. Yeah. And you know, same thing happened with uh, that that kid, something Browder. 
Mm-hmm. There was a documentary Guy up in New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I'm so sad. I that's the the thing about Khalif documentaries Rodder. is like they're amazing, but some of the tougher ones is hard to sit through. Like yes, I I already knew the fate of that person, so like I knew I would be extremely sad watching yeah. that. So Khalif, I never got Khalif around Khalif to it. Yeah, I think Jay Z produced that documentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what you were saying, like how Meek Mill is trying to. <clears throat> Like how you said he's not free or anything, he doesn't know when his like hearing is is a mm. problem that they have to that they're trying to correct. And it's I think I was reading that I think it was the general manager of the Sixers or something like that, or something with the Sixers is also mm. part of that. It's not oh, just okay. Jay Z, Robert Kraft. Yeah, that wasn't that was one more What's the name. Fuck. I forget his name. his name. But it was part of the like the Sixers organization. Like he he was mentioning a guy he went and visited Meek Mill oh, wow. um, in jail and then he saw how like the way he was talking to him and like how he was living and it's like yeah we have there's something bigger here that we have to like correct um mm-hmm. and i jump into where, where you said he doesn't know where his when his hearing is that's, that's just like that's like a trap it's like yeah. you don't know and then next thing you know he misses it and now he's in more trouble bruh yeah. like, that's so, a great point yeah, yeah. like you how do you because you're not supposed to go out of the country when you're in that situation but what if he's in New Jersey or what if he's in California? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I don't know if can you leave the state. I don't know how that works. I think it's a case by case thing. Mm. Michael Rubin. Michael Rubin. Yeah. Yeah. He's the uh, co-owner of the 76ers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that, yeah, that's that's highly unfortunate. And he has all this money. He's going through it. If this was any three of us, we'd be fucked. That's what that, he yeah. said. That he that's the like, crazy thing. If I don't know Jay Z, if I didn't know Robert Kraft, I would be sitting in jail. We'd be in prison making prison burritos right now. He would be making my license plates. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'd all probably be ripped, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, you'd be ripped. Yeah, being there doing push ups all day. Yeah. Man, it, that sucks, man. You know, and the, a lot of those, a lot of, I think Jay-Z and Beyonce had did something pretty cool for, for like Father's Day and Mother's Day. They were, um, uh, they were bailing out a bunch of, you know, parents and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. It was a couple years ago. That's something nobody knows. Nobody really hears about that stuff. It's always wow. about, oh, Beyonce's performing at Coachella. Mm-hmm. How? She's still pregnant. Like, but yeah, you yeah, yeah. And I'm not even a Beyonce fan, but it's mm-hmm. like. I didn't know that. Yeah. I I only know shit about Beyonce because people be talking about it and they talking sure. the most nonsense. They don't say, oh, Jay-Z and Beyonce bailed out yeah. a bunch of parents just so they can go yeah. spend time with her. True. Uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, they helped get somebody exonerated. Mm-hmm. forgot what her name was, but mm-hmm. I thought it was a good thing. It's like, don't kill the... It's almost like killing the messenger, mm-hmm. except it's different because it's Kim Kardashian and people think that she's like has no type of... You know, she's the most least. She's a celebrity. She's yeah, she's a celebrity. Human. Yeah, she's not human, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Right. But I will say I respect what she did mm-hmm. to fight for that lady. I forgot it. She was in prison for years. Because mm-hmm. on a drug tar, it wasn't even, she just, She did something. Like, she took the phone calls for the drug deal or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. But they ended up getting her out. Yeah. And that was really good. Regardless. Didn't that one girl just get out? I, I wish I knew her name. But she, she was... Um, she was, uh, I think it was like a human trafficking or a prostitution thing, and she ended up killing, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she got clemency. Uh-huh. She got granted clemency for, like, defending herself against somebody who was having a sex trafficking. Yeah. God damn. She was in prison for, like, 11 years, I think, though. Like, 10 years or some shit. Yeah. It was so sad, like, watching the whole... I mean, and 
in reality, she's kind of, um, what were we talking about earlier? S- similar to, uh, I think you were calling me on the phone talking about, uh, I forget what it was. It'll come back to me. But th- those those situations where morally she's doing the right thing, but at, at the same time it's against, the, oh, it was the um, the person, the teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah. the superintendent. Oh, the superintendent, yeah. Yeah. Like there's this like moral dilemma that you have. Like you're yes. doing the right thing, but at the same time it's illegal. Yes. Um, it's it's just those one of those interesting conflicts that you get. It's that double edged sword. Like, mm-hmm. yes. what, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Mm-hmm. True. Let well, we'll, me go and integrate that in real quick too, just to give perspective on what Keith's talking about. Mm-hmm. He's basically talking about um, there was a superintendent recently that got in trouble uh, and facing criminal charges for uh, giving care to one of her students because I guess he was really ill and she lied and told the hospital that that was her son. And it's basically considered insurance fraud. So she got in trouble for giving care to a student. And everybody's like, this ain't right. Like, why are they treating a the teacher like this? I agree. I feel she did the right thing. But the, 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 the police said, like, we can't, we can't allow this. This, this, is, this is insurance fraud. Like, we can't allow this just to be, you know. But at the same time, the kid's parents weren't there handling business. She took it upon herself to not just be a teacher, but to also be a leader and a parent to make sure that that student was okay. And mm-hmm. I, I, I salute her. I think that if you're a football coach or uh, a teacher or anyone that is in a authoritative position, you got to look out for these kids. You can't just treat them like they're just cattle. Mm-hmm. And I really, I commend her for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only that, I think you could be all those things that you mentioned, but at the same time, like, what are you before all that? True. You, mm-hmm. You're still a human being. There you mm-hmm. go. And then, even with like police and all of that, everybody that's investigating is like, okay, you're an investigator, you're, you're a lawyer, you're a cop, but what are you before that? Mm. And you're gonna like falter for doing, trying to do the right thing. It's like that when it's something like that, it's like you gotta kind of yeah, they gotta find a way to they gotta find. I don't even want to call it a loophole, but they gotta find something for that type of condition. Yeah, like this is your first offense; it better be your last offense. This and that. All right, get out of my courtroom. Yeah, like, but I, yeah. but it's like. The laws that have already been put in place is the is a, is a problematic too. Yes, because they said we can't allow her to break the law. She can't break the law, and it's like, man, it, this, yeah. it, there's this is just fucked up. It, this was not done maliciously. I think exactly. That, there's no malicious I, intent. I, I could kind of understand their perspective. Like, where does it end, though? Like, yeah. where where does you know our personal feelings um, in the versus the law? come into play you know what i mean because it happens in so many instances i think um you know even kind of with like that guy silas nasita when you know he was kind of um taking you know taking in stuff uh just to survive you know just so he could finish um school at baylor or whatever yeah silas was a guy who um he was a football player at baylor i think he transferred from a junior college at the time. You went to school with him, man. Yeah, that doesn't have anything to do with this story. Oh, it does. Yeah, Silas, we went to school together. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so he's he's taking donations in. Uh, I think before, or he was sleeping on people's couches, and you know, basically getting free food from certain people. So I guess that came up once he finally got on um, the Baylor football team. All that came full circle and. 
um, I guess the NCAA found out about it, and he was deemed ineligible to um, play football anymore. So it, that's the, and, but you know, they were saying like he was homeless and, you know, at the time he really needed, you know, the food and he was, you know, sleeping from couch to couch. But him even taking that small, you know, handout uh, made him ineligible. So it's this like all these things are like, it's just, it's just a weird gray area. It's, it's so kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. There's a film on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like it's like a basketball film. It's it's completely fictional, but mm-hmm. it had to do with stuff like that, like ineligibility for sports and all that, because the kid was literally like bought by the coach. He gave money to the parents just so they can let him go to that school. I've seen the little the little pilot for it. Yeah. So it's like mm-hmm. you got sometimes it's kind of like you got to do what you have to do, even if mm-hmm. it's like. In the law, in the, in the ways of law, it's it's mm-hmm. the bad thing to do. But it's mm-hmm. like Eddie mentioned before: is you have to find some type of yeah loophole yeah. or yeah. something. Well, what's annoying to me is the NCAA. They they have this high moral standing on oh no, you know you can't take donations. Oh no, you can't do this. But these motherfuckers make <laughs> hundreds of it's a billion dollar corporation. Yeah. You make. Billions of dollars off these college athletes for free. Yeah. You're talking about the top institutions, USC and Alabama and Oklahoma and all these schools make all this fucking money. Mm-hmm. But if you give me a fucking hot pocket, I'm ineligible? Are you serious? Yeah. I can't eat a slice <clears throat> of pizza without, you know, it's like it's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah it's That's why we had that whole uh, few years ago when Le- LeVar Ball... Mm-hmm. And like he took his kid out of UCLA and all that, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he started his own league and giving yeah. money to kids and all yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, it's Whether it's successful or not, but it's still it's people are doing something about it because they see what the NCAA is doing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. robbery. Yeah. yeah, it's robbery, man. <laughs> I watched a documentary that really it really pissed me off earlier. It was, uh, it's called The Devil We Know. Mm-hmm. It talked about Dupont. There was a chemical company that uh, they were they were they were uh, making Teflon products. And um, they're making Teflon products, but it was it had this uh, 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 whatever you call it, a compound, whatever it is. It, it was called C8, and it's 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 not our bodies. Once it gets in our bodies, we can't get it out. It gets in our blood, mm-hmm. and all of us pretty much have it in our system. Mm-hmm. All of us. And they found out how bad Teflon is, and and basically before they had put this shit out, they were scientists had did research and said that. This shit is cancerous. It gives up this type of, this type of cancer, uh, pancreatic <clears> cancer, <throat> and all this other shit. And these motherfuckers still went and put it out. And it got so bad that it contaminated the water. It killed this farmer's. All his animals died. That God shit got damn. in the water. And they and and people think that Flint is the only place with water that's bad. Pretty much all of America is contaminated, and a lot of it, like they said, it's so bad that. One drop of like you know like a, the the clear eye drops right. can contaminate a whole a whole Olympic sized swimming pool. One fucking drop mm-hmm. can contaminate Olympic sized swimming pool, and that's how bad. And pretty much all around America, we have contam we're all contaminated. But this just gives you the idea of how these super powerful corporations can get away with murder. Mm-hmm. And nobody does anything. It's just fucked up, man. Yeah. 
That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's bad. I think kind of going back to those those moral dilemmas, there's, I think a lot of um, the biblical laws and the laws in the United States are sort of in sync. So, you know, like thou shalt not kill, you know, if you murder somebody, you go into jail, stuff like that. Right. Um, but also in the Bible, they, 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 they talk about how there's a time and a place for everything. So I think mm. if we, like we as Americans kind of took that approach, as, that approach with our laws, we would be more understanding of, you know, some of these, like the girl that killed the mm-hmm. human trafficker or whatever like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, because just from a human standpoint in my soul, I you know, some of these things are okay. Like if you kill somebody trying to rape you or, um, you know, just these kind of these kind of scenarios, we should have this sort of law that could maybe um, allow these things to happen if they're proven proven to be right condition based circumstances Mm -hmm. right i mean same thing with like the 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 bill of rights Mm -hmm. i mean every single one of those rights has conditions behind it Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean but nobody Mm -hmm. really questions it until it happens to them Mm -hmm. Mm. that's true true that's a good point I mean that they're they're amendments, so they're amendable. So if we added, I don't know how many amendments there are now, but probably like thirty or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I was like I had an argument with my dad the other day. I'm like they they my dad's always be saying like the United States is like the best like country or whatever. I mean, yes, like we are like in the best country and all of that, and we have like all the all this freedom. But mm-hmm. how free is our freedom though? If you really think about it, because mm-hmm. there's so much. That you can't do. Obviously, yeah. there has to be laws in place, but it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of shit that you're sitting there like this ain't mm-hmm. this ain't being free. We're still under a system. We still have to follow this order and all yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. Like I always uh, do, I tell my dad like the example like freedom of speech. Like mm. that one is like the biggest to me because like I, that you don't have you can't say anything that you want to say. There's a, some there's some there's always gonna be some type of repercussion for what Definitely. you say. Yeah. You have to you have to if and if that's the case, you have to know how to frame it. Right. You have to choose to say and not say certain things. And me and Keith do it with the podcast all the time. Right. Because we know like, hey, I might want to say this, but at the same time, it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I just think that this is not the right time. And yeah. then, and I don't know how to frame this better. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. people have a comprehension problem. They they only like to comprehend certain things. You could write a five page paper and they will take one word out of it and miss and and misinterpret everything you said. Mm-hmm. So exactly. That's what people do. So this the freedom of speech thing that that's a big one because mm-hmm. if you do anything that deviates from the gold standard then they'll fucking kill you Be, just imagine look at look at Colin Kaepernick oh man that is like the number one case you have freedom of speech but not that type of speech man yeah you know? <laughs> exactly bro like yeah. dude's out of a job yeah dude's well, not even a dude's not even a a high profile NFL quarterback no more he's a uh, activist, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there was, there was even that that F Donald Trump song with YG and Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, they were saying they were getting letters from the CIA. Yeah, like, bro, it's just art. Them, like, yeah. calm down. Like, mm-hmm. we ain't trying to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Thank you can't you. go be on Twitter. You can't go on Twitter and say whatever you want. Mm-mm. Like, they make they make jokes. Like, how you know how on Twitter? Like, I don't know if Eddie's on Twitter, but I know nah. Keith is on it. But like, they make they make jokes about anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like they have like a 
the hashtag Twitter after dark. You go, mm-hmm. you hashtag that shit, you'll see a bunch of crazy, mm-hmm. like, sexual bullshit, right? Wow. You go to hashtag black Twitter, it's, like, nothing but black people tweeting about and then do, doing, like, black jokes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, well, there's white Twitter, there's NBA Twitter, there, there's mm-hmm. sensitive Twitter where all, like, <laughs> all, all the people that the get sensitive Twitter. over, <laughs> like, you say anything about yeah. anything, do they the have, sensitive Twitter comes out, I was like, oh, my God, why would you say, like, yeah. Um, do they have do they have big booty Twitter? They probably do, uh, man. Yeah, definitely, wow. definitely. I gotta get on Twitter. There's like Titty Tuesdays. There's, <laughs> titty Tuesdays. there's everything on there, bro. Yeah. Wow. Twitter is just the I think the world's biggest like rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. I don't have Twitter. That bitch. I don't yeah. have Twitter, man. A lot of people are like you don't have Twitter, really? <laughs> like Instagram and Facebook is bad enough. Yeah. Instagram is pretty bad. Instagram's Instagram fucked. Is crazy. Instagram dude. is like I, I don't I don't have Twitter, but I would assume it's like. Twitter on steroids. No, Twitter's worse. Man. I mean, uh, Instagram on steroids. I mean, yeah. Twitter is Twitter is out of control. There's times where people be like, they tweet stuff like, "This is why I'll never delete the Twitter app," because it's just like so much like comedy that like that you get from it. Like it's wow. It's, then sometimes you see a tweet, it's like, "Man, I gotta delete this app." People are outraged on this shit. Yeah. But wow. then you see something that you might like, and you're like, "Yeah, oh, nah, Twitter's too too dope." Like, I yeah, can't get rid yeah, of this shit. yeah. <laughs> and that I think that comes with free. The I think Twitter is the most free platform. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. probably out there because they have freaking pornography on there, and then That's they crazy. have like you know these you know these political rants, and they have funny stuff, and they have artistic stuff. So yeah. I think yeah. you know that that makes for you know a great platform. Sometimes, but sometimes it could get yeah. crazy. Twitter is a stand-up comedian. <laughs> mm-hmm. Stand-up, you know, because you're like, hey, why are you offended? I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what people do on social media. Mm-hmm. I've seen people say fucked up shit, and then somebody will respond like, hey, man, that's not cool. They'll be like, why are you so sensitive, bro? And mm-hmm. it's like, actually, you said something very offensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're using a scapegoat that is Twitter to be a fucked up person. Yeah, it's I, like what do they call them? Um, shit, what's the word? Like they, they're like hard on the on the keyboard, but they would yeah, never say that shit. Keyboard in, warriors. Never, yeah, they would never say that shit in real life. Nah, mm-hmm. that'd get your ass whooped. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There's some shit. That the biggest Twi- difference, Twitter fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Twitter fingers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy because I'm at the age where I remember life, how life was way before any social media, before smartphones and everything. And I'm also old enough to now be a part of this social media onslaught. Like it's yeah. and it's crazy. And it's like there's there people are not implementing anything to make social media better. You know, I've seen a few things that Facebook tried to do and they say like you could report this as abuse or it'll be certain pages that'll say like, uh, do you find this comment useful? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, like that, that they're trying to do something. Yeah. They got to do something in the politics realm because some people just go crazy. Mm-hmm. This shit is not helpful at all, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of so like a lot social media like shows or they it can show people's like true colors. Oh, yes. But it also can just be one big act of fuckery like yes. <laughs> you know, like it, I I don't know what you know, impression I give out to people that just go on my social media, right? Like, I even ask, like, people that know me, I'm like, yo, does my social media look like I may, I, I may want you to think, like, I'm too good for you? Does it seem like I'm a dick or anything like that? Some mm-hmm. people that do know me is like, yeah, you just seem like you, like, 
are like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, I try to the impression I try to give off on my social media is more like just my creative stuff. Yeah. And then it's like just the shit that I'm on is different than than what the next person is on. And yeah. if you yeah. fuck with it, you'll fuck with me. Yeah. And people may view it as like oh like he is he's into himself or some shit like that. No. I, I just more or less see is you're you're an artistic personality right so you kind of want to replicate that in yeah. different realms like i'll see you like you'll post a picture but it'll be at a certain angle or even on snapchat um you'll be like in your car and you'll have like small captions like there's this like this certain like aura about the content you put out on mm-hmm. social media it all kind of aligns with who you are so right, I don't right. see a problem with it. Yeah. I mean, if you were like, I got big booty bitches and all this money, fool, so what's up? Y'all trying to hang out? I'd be like, yeah, Freddie is fucked up. Yeah, I think Eddie's, people- Eddie's like the biggest like talker when it comes yeah. to like people posting up money and, 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 and alcoholic drinks and yeah. bitches everywhere yeah. on social media. Like, I'd be laughing when Eddie be on. I was like, man, I'm getting tired of people flashing money. I'm like, dude, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's their rent money, bro. Yeah. yeah. Like, come on now. Chill yeah, out. I think people can find the negativity in anything, though. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure they look at each of our oh, social yeah. medias and be like, oh, this dude does this too much. Or, yeah. oh, he thinks he's cool because he has, you know, this on his Instagram. Or, yeah. you know, this dude never posts anything. But when he does post, <laughs> it's like this weird, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> this is like, there's always, there's always going to be Bro, some Bro, I negative. used to get people like, just hit, like reply to like a snap, like an Instagram post. And we're like, Freddie. We know it's two fifty two PM. What the fuck you doing? I'm like, bro, this is for me. Like this is like I'm documenting my day. I look back and like see what the hell yeah. I was doing on this particular yeah. day. I ain't trying to tell you what time it is. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll keep it G though. I'm gonna keep it real. I'm gonna keep it a bean. Like I think that there's no there's no wrong way really to social media because it is your own platform. You do what you want. Right. But honestly, there are some people that post fruitful content and people that post nothing but shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> I see chicks that, you know, they post nothing but titties and ass. And and, and it was crazy to me is, and this is going to come off fucked up. But, All right, let's hear it, man. Um, <laughs> there'll be thirst traps, and then the next picture will be a picture with their kids. And you're like, why don't you be a fucking mom? Mm-hmm. What's up Bruh. with the tits and the ass? Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up in an era where, like, I remember my mother and her friends, and it's like, they didn't do things like that. They didn't try to garner attention. Like, it's crazy mm-hmm. how you go from trying to be the hottest chick on Instagram to being a mom. Like, how the fuck does that even translate? Mm-hmm. And it's vice versa. This guy's doing weird shit, too. <laughs> yeah. But it's not, like, good... It's not, like, like good content. Mm-hmm. It's I not a good way to... Re- it's not a, Basically, it's not a good way to represent yourself. Because mm-hmm. you're doing all this, but how much of that is, like, who you really are? Like, you're just pandering to people and, like, on this platform for people to see you. But, like, what does it all mean? I look at Keith's stuff. I see. I can see he's creative. I look at Freddie's stuff. I can see he's creative. My 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 shit now is mainly me doing like ranting on an Instagram story, but it's basically what I do here. So right. it's almost like I drive people from Instagram to the podcast. So it's all like it's all relative content. Mm-hmm. But if you got titties and ass. Like everybody got titties and asses. Like, what are you really doing? No, I, feel <laughs> I feel. I mean, don't. I mean, don't cut yourself short. I mean, you're creative too if you're putting up this podcast. So don't even. Yeah. So yeah, don't cut yourself short on that. But I, I agree. Like, like with the girl thing, 
And it's all and it's funny, man. I'm, I might get in trouble for this shit. But it's, Freedom it seems speech, like it's all the ones that you like the girls that you just described right now. It's always <laughs> those that are talking about how like men are trash. Yeah, you these these the, these like these dudes don't leave me alone. <laughs> or like they just want to fuck me. I'm, well, law of attraction. <laughs> like if you put it out shit that like yeah. makes you look. Like you're just ready to get some dick. <laughs> you're gonna have dudes hitting you up trying to give you that. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, like social. Like, when I see people's social medias, it's not that I judge, but I'm more so like, I'm. I also think about like, okay, they're only posting what they want us to see. True. What they want us to know. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, like once you get to know a person, it's like, okay, like. Some some Instagrams I'd be like oh they like they like going out they like being adventurous they have a bunch of friends but then you get to know them and you're like man this shit is fake like yeah mm-hmm. they're not as like they're not this person yeah you know, so wouldn't it be crazy if everyone was authentic online like I know oh, yeah. the most insecure women that post yes. the craziest pic the I craziest you, sexual yes. pictures you know online it's like, very like, true mm-hmm. yeah. That's crazy. I, yeah, I think if if everyone was genuine, then it would be more embarrassing for them because they can't admit like I'm not doing anything with my life. Yeah, yeah. This is all I really have to offer. So let mm-hmm. let me show you this to distract you from the fact that I'm not doing anything with myself. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I I'm I'm a little bit of a victim of that. I mean, all I post is like, you know, mu- like promoting music videos or like so? all that stuff. No, but I'm saying like, that's, that's what you do. Though. That's what, no, that's what I'm saying. But I, but like people. <laughs> Like don't I think that's the reason why I don't post like nothing like yeah like what like pictures of me or nothing like that yeah, like, yeah. that's not that's not what I want you to see I want you to see my work mm-hmm. Twitter's a whole different thing Keith knows I'm walling out on fucking Twitter <laughs> like, I'm always talking smack talking <laughs> shit posting my feelings and but it's like that I think that's more of like this is like what I be going through ratting yeah. about why he haven't been on the podcast yet <laughs> <laughs> I know Keith's seen that one. but it, it, but it's like there. I mean there people like will learn about you depending on what you post and all of that so I mean that's I true. that's why like on Twitter I try to be more authentic I Got try it. to show more like more personal like man like I, I will post some like depressing shit on Twitter and people be like are you depressed I'm like that's the per- this is the person that I am bro like mm-hmm. if I pose like just recently I started posting more black and white shit on my Instagram story and people were like why the black and white I was like cause this is how I'm feeling like this is mm-hmm. this is me you've been man. on that though yeah you've been on I, even your your snapchats like that yeah like it's mm-hmm. just it's a core aesthetic you kinda have to yeah. like know like if you if my one of my coworkers, she always says like sometimes like I know when you're going through it I'm like why it's like you don't post when you don't post anything like and then, or you like post like like a, like one emoji on your Instagram story, and I already fucking know. Like they, she literally be like, "You're literally the king of like subliminal message." Like I could post a song lyric, and it could mean nothing, or it can mean everything, and yeah. people are not gonna know. I've seen it, and <laughs> I've seen it, and you posted something like not too long ago, and I was just like, "Oh, is this vintage Freddy?" Is <laughs> vintage Freddy? <laughs> no, I posted a selfie on Twitter like a few weeks ago, and everybody fucking went crazy. Oh, like what the fuck it's in color <laughs> it's his face he doesn't have a camera in front of it what the fuck is going on like yeah. i felt like i'm like damn mm-hmm. what i what? think i think <laughs> i think uh 
they're, I think if you were, if you had 1.5 million Instagram followers, yeah. like people wouldn't, the, those people wouldn't care as much. You know right, what I mean? Right. It, it would be like, oh, this is a cool artistic decision to yes. do all of these things. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Since they know yeah. you personally, it's it, just it like, It goes back to what I was People don't care about you till you make it. They yeah. will have the same fucking, oh, this is Freddie. At least yeah. Freddie's doing this. Let Freddie have 1.5 million followers. They're going to be on his dick. <laughs> it's going to be all these models in the comments like, oh, hey, friend. Bro, yeah. I'm not going to lie. When we were shooting off the clock, bro, I've had like girls that I used to talk to like before I even did like, like it was all, it, all the responses were from yeah. that slate picture. The one that said like director and then my name and then the camera and it showed Neil's name, like the yeah. slate. Everybody was respond, responding to that shit. Oh my God. Like Freddie, what's you're doing? Cool stuff. I was just scrolling, bro. I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. I, I remember uh, freaking uh, Kylie Rivers went on a whole rant. Like, man, if y'all ain't with us now, like we out here doing stuff. Oh yeah. Man, that, <laughs> that, that caused us to get on that other podcast. <laughs> Kylie Rivers actually wilded. Like he He's was, he was on off on yeah. that one. And I mean, it got to the point where like, I think they, they took it down. What? Like I still have the link to it. Like yeah. it's on some like other thing, but they took it off of iTunes. But at the same time, <laughs> I think it's because like they, they, I don't know if like the people that were running, they probably like felt like away. Maybe I don't know. Maybe yeah. Cali River was just like aiming things towards like yeah. people they may know, and they may yeah. say something to them or something like that. But it's yeah. like you knew what was coming. Yeah, with him. Yeah, you seen the video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, original yeah. video. So yeah. So basically, the guy he. One of the actors in Freddie's movie, he, we, while we were like, we're it might have been the last day. Was it that the it's last like, day? It was, I think it was the last day. Yeah, so we we're just eating, you know, food and whatnot, and he was just, you know, he felt like he re- he did do a really good job, but you know, he felt like he did a really good job, and he felt like there was a lot of potential in you know the product that they just created, and he felt like you know obviously there's not too many people doing that from Bakersfield, so. He was just feeling good, you know. He just shot a movie and just ate he some just, wings. Yeah, he just ate some wings. This was this was after he was telling everybody how he eats ass and shit. <laughs> Shout out to Kelly, I love you, bro. But hey, I had to, I had to slam you for that one, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. So and then he, you know, he obviously does music, and you know, people start talking about music. We start talking about guys like Kevin Edwards and how people. This whole thing, like, you know, people don't care until you really on. Right. And then that caused him to pull out his phone and go on a whole rant. Like, yo, we out here. And, you know, this guy's, you know, I'm better than this guy. And if anybody <laughs> want to see me, you can come rap. It was, it was a crazy. I was just like. Oh, he had a good God. argument. He is a lot better than a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, I just think that, shout out to him. I don't know him. But I think that, <laughs> I think that you have to learn to internalize things and use that fire and that fuel. Mm-hmm. To continue to put out better content. Oh, he made a song. He made a whole diss track. I shot a whole promo for it, but like he did it. We didn't put out. The, we didn't put out the song. I'm like, bro, wow. finish that shit. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know if a diss track is necessary though. I just it, I would just put out content. Well, I mean, the content was gonna be dope, but it's like, like I said, with him, it's like I gotta push him to do shit. Yeah, yeah. but it's. I mean, but I posted a thing on Twitter today. that like when me and him get together, it's fire every time. But I feel like we have to get together more often. Got it. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. Dang, that's crazy. You know, I think that I think when you create things, you kind of you somewhat feel like that. I think that pretty much whether you're podcasting or if you're writing, directing, whatever it is, and you and you you kind of it's not like you're judging people that do the same thing as you, right? But you kind of could like 
have an idea of like, you know what, like my shit is right on par with that. Or I really feel like my shit is better than that. But at the same time, you still got to internalize that. Not because you just got to be just a super humble guy, but because you should take that energy and continue to put it into your work. Yeah. Because I've heard, I trust me, I've heard other podcasts and like super, like really up their podcasts. And I was mm. like, you know what? That last episode, me and Keith dropped, seems like it was a whole lot better than that. Definitely more engaging. Right. But I'm thinking like at the same time, like I'll let the people judge that. You know, I'm not going to be the one to come out and say that. It's kind of a biased opinion since we're talking about bias today. It's kind of a biased <laughs> yeah. opinion for me to say that. So I'll I'll leave that up to our listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I like, for me personally, I try to internalize it too. But I mean, I I'm not I'm a human. I I get in exactly. my moments. I go out there and talk shit. But I at least like I try to come with that same heat when Got the it. product gets put out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So all that smack I was talking about, huh? off the clock, this, off the clock, that. Like, yeah, I haven't put it out yet, but I mean, when it is gets put out, it'll be worth like the talking that I did, mm-hmm. all the posting that I did. I'm telling you, people, um, like my friends that were involved in it, they were like, "Where's it at? Where's it at? Can we see a snippet?" I'm like, "Bitch, I don't got a fucking snippet to show you. If I had shit, I will show you, but you gotta just let me, yeah, do my thing." Like people would hit me up, like. Man, fuck the music videos. Where's off the clock? I'm like, bitch, <laughs> funny. I have to, I have to make some money too, bro. Like mm-hmm. off the clock, people gotta understand it. It was a passion product, a, a yeah, project. project. I'm try, like, I appreciate everybody that helped on it, everything like that. But at the same time, when it once it's out, that's when everybody that was on there's gonna eat. I'm not, I haven't forgot about nobody. Yeah. When it gets somewhere, like everybody's mm-hmm. gonna come with me. Yeah. I'm not gonna just be like, oh fuck y'all, I wrote this, y'all ain't mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying. I'm gonna. Tr- whoever wants to be back, is, yeah. gonna, is gonna come back. Yeah. So do you? You want ideally? What do you want to do? What do you want? A TV show? You said a TV show on Netflix. I wrote it as a film. A film. Okay. Yeah. But a lot of people would be like, go episodic, or mm-hmm. go, or a lot of people are telling me to go film. But it's like I'm leaning towards film just because I don't want it to get to the point where they. Like let's say Netflix for example or Hulu or Amazon or whatever they yeah. I don't want to get to the point where how most Netflix shows are at right now where there's like oh second season yeah we'll get it or and then later on be like there's not going to be a third season bro and, and they've been that. doing that like just axing the whole damn show yeah. I feel like if it's just a movie it's just going to be right there it's going to be a yeah. sole thing and nobody's going to be like where's part two or like oh fuck <clears throat> Netflix didn't budget oh, for man. season two me, like me, I don't want it to get but, to that point yeah me. but Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. Go I was going to say, even with that, um, if it has an audience, it can go anywhere. Right. Like right. The, the show, there's a new Netflix show called You. It was oh, that a shit failure was. on, I don't like it. Well, I, that, I think the show has good moments, but overall it's kind of weird. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but but that was a failed show, like on Lifetime or something. Netflix picked oh, it up really? and then wow. you know, it caught steam somehow. Lifetime. Yeah. That's that I mean, no, you does look like it'd be some lifetime shit. Mm-hmm. To, for life you telling me lifetime didn't damn. The screenwriting is so terrible, but like yeah. somehow it's in, in engaging. Maybe getting random shit. It's be, I think it's because the 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 obviously lifetime. We already know what type of audience they, they go yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even with Netflix, like Netflix they know it's like a big melting pot. When mm-hmm. it comes to audience and anybody's gonna, oh you, oh they see the first episode. Mm-hmm. The first episode like kept me wanting to watch the rest of it. It was a good show from like my perspective, but there was a lot of like like you said, screenwriting problems. Mm-hmm. 
And I mean, I caught on to that, but I was just, I just went with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It is a weird. Like usually, something bad you don't want to watch, but like for for, for some reason, like, <laughs> I think for me it's like for some reasons it's, it was one of those shows where I was just like, all right, how the fuck is this gonna end? <laughs> yeah, they're they're together and like you're already in episode yeah. four because you're already thinking like, okay, he's gonna get her. Yeah, like near the end, and mm. something's gonna happen. But no, he they, they got the couple got together like within three four episodes, and they're like, yeah. okay, well, how the fuck is this, this gonna end? That? Yeah, some yeah, weird yeah. shit on Netflix. You seen Bandersnatch? Oh, dude, that's some. I heard it was five different endings. Of it that is shit. five different endings. I kept trying. I kept on going back and going forward and going back. Shit pissed me off, bro. You know how many times I killed that dad? Yeah, that- <laughs> and that shit. And that shit came kept yeah, rewinding. It kept itself. rewinding. Yeah. Oh my god. Honestly, I was just trying to get to the fuck yeah part. I don't know if you guys got to that part. Uh, There's an option where it says yeah or fuck yeah. I think I seen. And that. everybody on Twitter was like, choose fuck yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Some- like when when your therapist like flips over the table and busts out some nunchucks oh, out of fucking yeah. nowhere or whatever that weapon was yeah. that she busted out like He's I'm like, like fight me what the hell that show fight, the um, what's his name Marco Pyre yeah the other YouTuber yeah he actually put out something probably two years ago um, similar to that where you had to. I haven't seen the Netflix thing you guys are talking yeah, about. Like I heard about yeah. it, um, but Markiplier did did something similar to that where like, like you inter- have choices. Interactive, yeah. 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 I was like, was a lot of video cool. games do that, but it kind of pissed me off a little bit though. It was pissing me off mm-hmm. like yeah. the whole time. I was yeah. like, I gotta keep choosing shit. Fuck. Yeah. Because yeah. in the beginning was like, well, do I want fucking Frosted Flakes or Fruit Loops? Like yeah. it literally was one of the options. Yes. I was like, yeah. how is this gonna change the story? Yeah. Fucking cereal, I choose. Yeah, bro. it's yeah. too interactive. Yeah. maybe. Yeah. I'm, but, I'm I'm getting trying to get like as soon as you get into the movie you got to make another choice and mm-hmm. it says something like uh, Netflix and then it had like another option right and I I selected Netflix and then like it was the computer was talking back to me yeah, yeah. and homeboy was like what's Netflix and I'm sitting there like oh god here yeah. we go yeah but yeah I mean I feel like it was it was cool what they were trying to do but I think they made like the whole rewinding part messed me up because it's like yeah then what is the point of giving me the option. Mm-hmm. To choose something, I if you're know. just gonna rewind me back to this, oh yeah, this scenario didn't work out, so you're going back over here, make the That's other stupid. decision. Yeah, yeah, that was stupid. So, you yeah. couldn't, you they couldn't can keep. I think it would have been better if they could keep a continuous story, right. no matter which no one. No matter yeah. what, exactly. Yeah. But they kept running me back, and I'm like, you motherfuckers. So yeah. yeah, it got to the point. Like I told you, I kept killing the dad. Yeah, they- yeah. like it got to the point. Like you know what, fuck, I'm not gonna kill the dad this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it went somewhere else. Yeah. And then I- the dude ends up dying anyway. Yeah, I got the fucking dad. I got to the end of the movie. I guess there's like a certain way that certain things you have to do in order for him to complete the video game. Right. And I actually got to that part. I okay. got to the end where he completed the game, but he had to do all kind of wild shit. Yeah. And I was like, dude. Get to the is... part where he has to jump off the cliff? What? There was a point, there was a part in the <laughs> movie where his best friend oh, was Oh, like, he jumped off the, le- off the apartment Off the apartment, building. yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that, yeah. He's like, so what's going to, are you going to jump or am I going to jump? He said, I'll be back. And I'm just like, hold the fuck, okay. Yeah. Should I kill the homie or should I kill myself? I was like, I'm going to kill the homie. Yeah. And it was just a whole big acid trip. Like he was yeah. just dreaming. It was weird, and then like, like what? and then there was a part in there too where he gets the game done. I guess he goes for criminal charges, and they lock him up. And then the girl gets it, and she tries to recreate it. Yeah, you seen that? Yeah. And I was just like, this is just really mind fucking me right now. Exactly. You, you, for somebody to sit there trying to get all five endings, man, it'd probably be impossible. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, dude. That's I'm on my crazy. day off. Because it's like Eddie, shit. how did you get to that ending? Fuck, I don't know what options. I yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you gotta jot down just every gotta go on YouTube one. and just type in Bandersnatch five endings and yeah just to give you a I'm recap sure somebody of all yeah I'm sure someone's done it yeah so I think I think Keith could do it he could get all he could get all five easy no way you know why why because Keith is a nerd what? <laughs> I obviously haven't watched it. I know. <laughs> you see Black Mirror, right? The show. Yeah, I haven't yet. Black oh my Mirror. god, Black Mirror is wildin', bro. Yeah, this yeah. is crazy. It's it's kind of scary in the point where it's like, man, what if technology is really gonna get this yeah. to this point? Yeah. I wish I just had more time to watch like everything that I want to watch, but yeah, there's just not enough time in the day, man. Yeah, I mean, we all get the same 24 hours, and some people put it into some shit. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I try to be productive with my damn time. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. Um, but there's some people that are just nothing. They just waiting to get off that five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, you get off, drink. Exactly, yeah. bro. Get I off. already told you, bro, like, hey man, you know I always make the joke, like, you come down to the grapevine, bring the windows down. Mm-hmm. As soon as you hit that as soon as you hit that window down and it's sliding down. Somebody's opened up a can of Bud Light. Yeah, that's true. It's like, <laughs> pop. Bud Light. The Bud yeah. Light's smelling in the air already. Yeah. Or, or the Modellos or whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever your preference is. <laughs> before, before we uh, get out of here, we have to, uh, since we're both, you know, film guys, sure. you know, what's, you have an, do you have an uh, all-time favorite movie or a, a movie that you've seen recently that you really you really like? What's crazy about me is a lot of people don't know this. Like, film isn't the number one thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, music is, but I've never been, like, musically inclined to do anything music-wise. That's why I, I like to do music videos a lot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, I love film. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But like music is music always keep me going. I like if I'm like feeling a certain way, I'll listen to music before I watch a movie because I feel yeah. like movies. I have to concentrate. Yeah. And mm. when I'm like feeling a way, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to like space out. I can't space yeah. out when I'm watching a movie because I get into that film mode where I want to analyze everything. But I mean, favorite movies like I Pulp Fiction is one of my favorites ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Inception. Inception. Uh. A lot of Tarant- I like a lot of Tarantino stuff, but probably Pulp Fiction and Inception are on my top. Mm-hmm. Something recently that I like, um, that I've seen. I'm not. I'm. I'm probably gonna get like backlash over this because like DC's been so trash. But I think Aquaman was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. DC Universe, I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys seen a uh, uh, Glass. Oh God, I just seen it. Glass, I mean, like glass. Oh, no. I mean, it was cool for what it was, but like, I think it was a cool, like, last film. Mm -hmm. But the ending for me was like, I didn't like glass. I didn't like glass at all, man. Someone said, um, M. Night Shyamalan is a very talented director, but he shouldn't write his own movies. Nah, he shouldn't. (laughs) He got a couple movies I just did not like. Well, he has a lot of movies I don't like. Yeah, Yeah. what's that other movie they had where I guess supposedly it was like aliens, but they weren't aliens? It was just like. You're talking about. uh, Fuck. Fuck. It's like this The Village? The Village, yeah. God, I hated that shit. Mm. The Village is not good. And when I seen M. Night Shyamalan, I was actually on a date. I was watching it. This was like a week ago. And I was like, oh, fuck. M. Night Shyamalan. And then she was like, what? I was like, just watch the movie. Yeah. And then we watched Oh, it. when you watched Glass? Yeah, I didn't like it, man. Mm. I, I, personally, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. I felt like it, 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 it has to be a prequel. It has to be. Like, it has to be a prequel to something bigger. 
Mm-hmm. And if it ain't got nothing bigger, oh, I got what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. The, that's what I'm saying. The ending, the ending, the ending, like basically gives you the impression that this yeah. is it, right? Mm. That's what didn't do it for me because mm, it's no, not really. It, it, nah, that's not it, dude. That that could be leading to something else. The, the ending, the way it ended. Yeah, I think I, like everybody is. Everybody knows, but that means it could. Other people could. For people that haven't seen the movie, we don't want to fucking ruin it. Yeah, but yeah. Other been pe- other people, they they brought awareness. Let's just say this. At the end of the movie, they brought awareness. Mm-hmm. Now, people that are aware may not be afraid to come and show yeah, that if there is other people. But got it, you know. But but I, I think how you said it could have. It's a if it's a prequel, I'm good with the ending. Got it. But if there's no if there's nothing after that, I'm not good with the ending because like, you got killed it. you killed off like all yeah, this shit. And, yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. So, like I said, I agree with you. If it's a prequel, then yeah, the mm-hmm. ending was cool. If there ain't nothing else after this. Then nah, yeah, that's fucking trash. Because uh, mm-hmm. M Night, I mean, he's. I don't like shitting on other people's art. Like I don't do that. I'm an artistic, per, artistic person. You I just want said people. DC was ass. The way he that, that. they. <laughs> <laughs> the the way that DC movies are executed, yeah. is trash. Besides, like Batman or something, like, but. No, but M. Night, I mean, he has some good films that hit, some films for me miss, like, the happening to this day. I think day. he's the only person that I can think of that that has that resume. Like, what he could drop Split. He's heralded as, you know, the n- n- one of the young, great directors, or he's kind of old now, yeah. but, you know, when he had... Split was great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, Glass is, you know, supposed to bring everyone together, and, you know, everyone hates it, so it's like... Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's kind of like okay, crazy. like it's kind of when he when he the sixth sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a really well I love made. That, one. that was a really well made yeah. movie. Very well. But then he dropped the happening. Yeah. Oh. He's supposed to be the next Steven Spielberg. I'm like, after, hold um, up, Sixth Sense. You got Mark Wahlberg talking to plants. It's <laughs> <laughs> a waste of a Mark Wahlberg right there, bro. It's, it's, you wasted be, Mark Wahlberg. Hey, who, who, who direct? Who was? The, I was thinking a movie. Um, the big monster that came into the city. Fuck. Cloverville. Uh, Cloverfield. Clover- who who's that? JJ uh, Abrams. JJ Abrams. Yeah. Okay. I think Cloverfield, the first one, was cool. Yeah. The one that they brought after that one, which was supposed to be like the prequel, a prequel of Cloverfield, was garbage. The Cloverfield Lane or whatever. Yeah, Cloverfield. Yeah. And then they had another one, which is like set in the future, where they're like in space. That one was trash too. Dang, oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Nah. But Cloverfield, the original one, like a lot of people don't like the first person. Moving camera type, yeah, type thing. But I mean, Cloverfield like was cool. found footage, yeah, type feel, yeah. I think Cloverfield was cool, but like J.J. Abram, he he doesn't miss a lot. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. There's certain directors that are like when you you know if it's coming out, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good movie. Like uh, that uh, that movie that's coming out on Valentine's Day. What's that? Finally, is not no damn Fifty Shades movie <laughs> coming out on Valentine's Day, but Alita. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, with the yeah, big yeah. girl with the big eyes. Yeah, yeah. like, her, like that shit looks crazy. people. People are shitting on it already, but I'm like, um, do you know James who James Cam- Cameron is? Yeah, James Cameron is like executive. He that doesn't even cool. make movies a lot. Like, yeah. but when he drops it, when he drops yeah. a movie, the world that stops. shit looks interesting. Yeah. yeah, you got Titanic. It looks like, anime. and then he hasn't. He didn't make any like anything crazy after Titanic. And then they, you, they, Avatar. He just drops Avatar. Avatar right. comes out. What the heck? And like he hasn't made anything big. I don't think since Avatar. 
they're working on this the sequel for yeah. five. Well, yeah. Or how did, when did Avatar come out? Probably Shit. like ten years ago or something. Five or something. Like that? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was that long. Two thousand seven. I was in high school. Like I think. Yeah. yeah, probably like Avatar <clears throat> old man. Yeah. They still have phone. that poster up in the Maya, in the Maya, big what? old poster sitting up yeah, there. Yeah, I think yeah. Avatar is old. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. I'm sure it was before it 2010. A, supposedly, mm-hmm. they had to wait to make the film because they didn't have a technology yet. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's kind of where you know. Like, that kind of tells you where James Cameron's at. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, mindset wise. Like, yeah. Pfft. Yeah. I'm like James, you want to make what, dude? We can't do that yet. Give us like four years. <laughs> we got you. I actually don't think Avatar is a great movie. But, I'm not a big fan of it either. But it wasn't. You know, it wasn't like it. astounding. Like, I don't. I mean, I think it. At the end of the day, it like deserved everything that it got, but to be number one, like box office or whatever it won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as movies, you, you done? You still? Got yeah, you list? go ahead, man. Uh, me, man. Uh, one of my favorite ever was had to be Forrest Gump. That's yeah. a great movie, man. Forrest Gump. Um, another. Timeless. Yeah, there's there's a couple of, another Tom Hanks movie that a lot of people don't really talk about, but it was a great film. Was A League of Their Own. I don't it. think I've seen that. You haven't seen it? It's a the baseball film movie. Students. It's, it's a baseball <laughs> I've right? seen it. It's a baseball movie. It's one of the. I'm just talking about from the baseball realm. It's one of the best baseball movies ever made. It's a true story about of a, a professional female baseball team. Mm-hmm. Okay. You never seen a clip like there's I've, no crying in baseball. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, I've I've seen yeah, I've heard of that. That, yeah, that, that movie. I, you should check it out. You really like it. It had Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna mm-hmm. and a couple other really big name stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gina okay. Davis. Really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, another, you said League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Really good film. Yeah. yeah. Um, fuck. There was another one. Tom Hanks probably has to be one of my favorite actors though. Tom. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. He's one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. He. I think his characters are very diverse. Yeah. There's a lot of... Like, you have those actors that their characters are very diverse, and then you yeah. have those actors that are, like, they're typecast. Yeah. Like, like Liam Neeson, typecast. Yeah. Like, oh, somebody got kidnapped? Oh, we gonna, we gonna cast Liam Neeson, bro. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a special set of skills. Man, like, <laughs> like, you're fucking 70 years old, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, it like... It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you supposed to be retired? I mean, like, Denzel for a long time was typecast, yes. too. Mm-hmm. But, like, he started making more, like... I got another one, John Travolta. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have, like, the ones that, like I said, they're very, like, oh, well-rounded, like Tom Hanks, Johnny mm-hmm. Depp. I love Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Johnny Depp. He's getting typecast. He kind of is now. He's getting typecast. He's kind of been the same motherfucker since Constantine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, where are the monsters at, man? Yeah. <laughs> I think Johnny Depp is one of those underrated good good actors. Definitely. Because he'd be yeah. playing some roles. He'd be like, what? Yeah, yeah he used to be some... You don't even... Yeah, that was Johnny Depp. Like, yeah, any, a lot of his movies know. are like that. Was Johnny you, Depp? You mm-hmm. want to talk about great acting? You got to put Christian Bale up there. Oh yeah, Christian. He Bale. takes any role, bro. And, yeah. yeah, like that recent he played, movie he did uh, as Dick, Dick Cheney. Cheney. Yeah, mm-hmm. Christian Bale and fucking. Uh, I got you on this one. I know who. You, I know who you're thinking about Ryan Gosling. Yes, that's my yeah. boy, man. Ryan Gosling. So, that's probably my top. Two, yes. if not top two or top one A one B actors. Yeah. The movies I've seen like him in, random ones. He was in a Place Beyond the Pines. He was in uh, Drive. I love Drive. Drive, I loved him in that because he didn't really say shit for a long time. He really was But very, you know he was about it, bro. He was about yeah. it. When he started crushing that dude's skull in the, in the elevator, shit, I yeah. was like, yo. Yeah. 
lot of people hate Drive, bro. That's an amazing movie. A lot of people hate that shit. I'm like, how the... Yeah. How do you... Yeah. Why? Yeah, great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you, uh, have you seen Blue Valentine? Oh, that's one of my favorite movies of yeah. all time, bro. I that's forgot to even to mention that, but like, yeah. I, I'm just thinking just... Just what? There's so many out there. Yeah, there's so many out there, but like, I'm, I'm, if you're talking about like... Because I like a lot of like... People make fun of me like... I I could literally tell a girl or whatever I'm like yo, I can bring I can bring over the fucking notebook, bro. I own that shit. Yeah, I remember you, you know? telling me that. Like wow. I got the fucking notebook, bro. I got I got like stupid crazy love. I got all these fucking rom coms, bro. You want to yeah. watch rom coms? Like, got you. And, yeah, like Blue guy. Valentine got that bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what was it? Oh, fuck. There's a movie with uh, uh, what's it? Cooper. Um, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Are you talking about Silver Linings Playbook. Silver Linings. Oh, that yeah, movie's yeah. amazing, it's bro. It's a good movie, it's man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's a one. good actor in that one. He came. He brought the heat with that one. Yeah, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is kind of like, like, sexy and like an average girl look. <laughs> <laughs> she looked like, like she went to BHS. She, <laughs> she looked like she looks like you know you could like see her working at Walmart or something. For real, <laughs> like yeah. you were so hot for Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, have you guys seen uh, some recent movies? I mean, my sister have watched. Have you seen uh, the Hate You Give? No, I haven't. I heard it was I good. I need to watch that. It's a yeah. very good movie. Wow. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Black Klansman. Yeah, that. me and him, we both. Did we see that here together? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think another one me and my sister watched recently was uh, A Simple Favor. I haven't seen that. That's with Blake Lively and uh, Anna mm-hmm. Kendrick. Oh, okay. That movie's a whole. That's a, that's on some Gone Girl shit. So if yeah. you like the Gone Girl type shit, Simple yeah. Favor. Nah, I haven't seen yeah. that. You haven't seen Gone Girl? Nah. Boy. I'm going to yeah, yeah. give you advice on Gone Girl. But don't watch it with a woman. Really? Don't watch it with a That's woman. That's with Ben Affleck, right? Ben Affleck and uh fuck I forget her name. I forgot her name. Yeah. But, she's weird. She's like running away from bro, type stuff. Yeah. If you watch Gone Girl, I made I made the mistake to watch it with a girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a long time ago. It was when it was in theaters. Yeah. But that movie that movie's a very good what's I forgot the the director. He's one of my favorite directors too. Can't figure out the name. But he makes good shit. Oh, David David Fincher, I think. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, the Baby Driver and yeah, all that. Yeah, Fincher. Baby yeah, Driver yeah. was a good fucking movie. Yeah. Great soundtrack, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think uh, my, just off the top of my head, I don't know why I always say this, but I, I just think I do just because of the way the film was set up. Um, I Am Legend. Yeah. Just like to make an interesting story with a dog, you know, Will Smith and... A vet, like a desolate land you know what I mean I thought that that was always yeah. interesting to me wasn't bad um, you know him like just the scenes where he's freaking talking to mannequins and stuff is like yeah. please talk to me <laughs> no man what the hell are you doing out here Fred please, yeah. please say hello to me he shot up a damn mannequin yeah he's like what the hell are you doing out here yeah yeah. The fucking statue was just like chilling yeah like, yeah not yeah. even doing anything yeah yeah <laughs> and then um I'm a, you know, I went to school for animation, so I love my animations like Lion King and oh, yeah, Hercules. Sure. Um, Never go to the Badlands, Simba. Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you think about fucking Disney just doing everything live action now? Oh, I think nah. it's cheap, but I'm gonna watch some of them. I haven't. I, I I'm not like I haven't watched Beauty and the Beast. I haven't watched um, like the, the Dragon one. I haven't watched Maleficent. Yeah, I haven't watched Maleficent. I'm probably gonna watch Lion King. Lion King looks, it looks good. It looks, it looks good. good. It looks like yeah. it'll be good. Mm-hmm. And I haven't watched. I haven't watched the uh, the Jungle Book one. 
So I, I'm not going to watch Book, everyone. So. I heard I heard that Netflix one. Is yeah, better. better than it's I, called uh, Mowgli. Mowgli. Oh, it was a good movie. I, seen I heard I heard Mowgli was Mowgli better was than really Jungle good. Book. Really good. Than like actual the Disney Jungle Book. I think yeah. that one of the characters was still Baloo. I think he yeah, was Baloo. in this. He was in that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. good movie though. I suggest you watch it. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, those those are uh, and some of the older ones like for for. The cinephiles out there, there's a movie called Bicycle Thieves. It's like heralded as um, like one of the greatest movies of all times. It's actually a, an Italian film, and it's the the simplest movie. It's about like a a dad. Um, it might have been during like the Great Depression or you know some one of the one of the you know super hard times in you know the world's history. Right. Um, the guy, he's you know he's just a regular person. You know he starts a new job. He uh, he goes to work and, you know, not too not so many people had cars. So he, you know, parks his bike on a bike rack with a bunch of other a bunch of other bikes. He goes to work. And then I think once he gets off of work, his bike gets stolen. You know, he's already poor and, you know, the world's, you know, tum- crumbling in on him and he has a family to provide for and all this kind of stuff. So and that's like his prized possession, his bike. So he goes on his whole journey, him and his son to you know, basically try to get his bike back. And, you know, it's just, it's this really like cinematically interesting story about a guy trying to get his bike back. And then eventually like he goes through this idea, like, dang, should I steal a bike from somebody else? Like everyone, right. like all my neighbors are in the same predicament as I am. Should I, you know, impose what happened to me on somebody else? Eventually, he tries to steal a bike, and then uh, he ends up getting caught. Like, everyone in the neighborhood rushes him, and, you know, they do this, like, some sort of citizen's arrest, and, like, he ends up going to jail. But, like, this is weird. Yeah, like, it, it, like, hits the topic that we were talking about before. Yeah. Like the, <clears throat> the good the and moral wrong. Dile- yeah. yeah, the moral dilemma is, like, mm-hmm. fuck, I need, I need this to be able to, to mm-hmm. be a good person. Yeah. Not to steal it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I have to yeah. steal his bike. But, yeah. I mean, I get, y'all get what you're saying. It sounds like a good movie. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, well, it's been a pretty, really good conversation here with Mr. Freddie. Yes, sir. Um, we're going to go ahead and close this podcast down. Uh, we thank you guys for listening. I'm pretty sure this is a pretty long one. Yeah. We set a record here. Set a record. For uh, Truck is my podcast history right now. Yeah. Shit. All right. What is episode 44? 44, yeah. man. So we damn near at 50. <laughs> we skipped 50, all man. the way to 50 Yeah, we damn near there, man <laughs> But yeah, this has been the Truckers Blind Podcast I'm Eddie McGee It's your boy K-Fiends We out of here Peace Later